1: Hey, what is going on, everybody? It is Tuesday night here on the OBR streaming network, and that means it's time for one thing. It is time for Garage Beers Live. There it is. Welcome on in, everybody. It's episode 165. We've got a great show coming up for you. There's a lot of stuff going on in the sports world. It is. It is just glory time in the sports world right now. We've got NFL news. We got NBA and Stanley Cup playoffs that are winding down the baseball season. And man, the Guardians are here showing signs of life. We're going to talk about all that stuff. We're going to talk about all that stuff. Uh, and we've got an incredible special guest on for you. Browns fans here on the OBR, the orange and Brown report, where we do the Browns like nobody else. We have got an amazing guest. It's a throwback guest. And uh, we're going to talk a little Browns football, but we're going to get to that in a little bit. Uh, my name is Michael Keefe, the host, find me online at Garage Beers. Mike joining me is Chad Meyer at Garage Beers. Chad, what's going on, Chad?
2: Ah, uh, how you dozin'? How are you?
1: We're doing great, Jack.
2: Yeah, good, 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 good. Yeah, I'm really excited about this. I uh, had a had a great Mother's Day. Uh, went to, we went to the zoo. Uh, my oh, son no. is really in to animals right now. Like super into animals. Like so into animals. He's kind of like the kid from Jerry Maguire now. Oh like no! He's, like he just spouts off just facts for you, no matter what, because he's real. Because he watches the show Wild Kratts, and he just he'll just he'll just spout off. To, it's a, it's a, like an animal education show, and he'll just be <laughs> like out of nowhere. I'll just hear, Dad dad and i'm like yeah what's up buddy and he goes did you know the peregrine falcon is an apex predator and i said yeah now i do now Chance i do Dad's over
1: here learning he's, yeah, learned, he's just, you learned a thing or two on mother's day yeah he cracks
2: about 12 to 15 eggs of knowledge over my head about 12 <laughs> times a day 12 15 times a day like a bunch so yeah i'm a, i'm a more learned i come to you a more learned man this it, tuesday
1: guys i've sensed that about you i've sent you yeah. seem smarter yeah, which didn't yeah. it didn't take much, but you seem smarter. <laughs> also, joining us back this week down in Nashville, Tennessee, find him online at Garage Beers. Joe, it's Joey Whalen. What's up, Joe? What's going on, guys? Welcome back. What a, what a what a
3: year this week has been, or two weeks. I don't even remember when I was last year, But happy to be here, ready to get rolling, ready to drink some beers. Yeah, there we go. Oh yeah, look at this. I got a, I got a face light oh it's not even plugged in dang we redid yeah. the off you got an you know? influencer light
1: that's a real pr- uh, uh, nope
3: it's just it's just a light but the uh there you go there's the old painting nice Rearranged sides here nice you know, <laughs> love big, it big change super. up yeah
1: love it boys well yeah listen uh we've got a great show again a little bit later we'll dive into some of the things the browns have done lately that we haven't talked about uh so i'm super excited for that we will uh, see you joe adios buddy <laughs> Bye. all right you know what joe will be back uh We'll dive into that. We'll dive into the playoffs, NBA, Stanley Cup, all that stuff. We'll get to our garage beers of the week. We'll do all that stuff and so much more. But right now we got our special guest. Are you back? Are you back, Joe? Or are you just going to hang out I was cooking in, in the
3: lamp. Chill, all dog. Right,
1: all right. Uh, <laughs> Damn. Right sure now we We have got an amazing special guest. He's here. He's in the background. I see him. Uh, and I want to get him in here uh, so we're not just sitting here wasting his time. Uh, boys, I'm so excited for this. Chad, you told me you told me that you hooked this up, man. And I got to tell you as a as a guy that was a kid when the Browns, you know, I what was I four, 15 when they came back, something like that, 99?
2: Yeah, 99. I was a I was a junior in high school.
1: We can get into and I want to hear some stories too. We can get into all the things that we usually talk about, but you guys have heard this from me before. My favorite part of those early that 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 99-2000-2001 those early Browns when they came back. My favorite guys to watch out with there were the linebackers. They were my favorite players.
2: Same here. Same
1: here. Early Browns. And so, Chad, when you texted me and you're like, dude, guess who I got? I about fell off my chair. I'm so excited for this. I'm so excited to bring him in. We're going to do that right now. Uh, Welcome on in. You know him. He was a 1999 fourth round pick of the Cleveland Browns. Part of the original inaugural uh, reincarnation of the Cleveland Browns. Let's get him in here now. It's Wally Rayner. Wally. Welcome on in to the Garage Beers Podcast.
4: What's going on, fellas? What's happening? Dude,
2: dude
4: you look you look jacked. Have you been playing under a different name? <laughs> man, <laughs> what are you I doing? Yeah, I still get it in, man. Look, I, I got to still get it in, baby.
1: You can't take the linebacker out of him. You can't take the <laughs> linebacker out of him. <laughs> yeah,
4: No, nah, no, nah, you can't. You got, you, you know, once a linebacker, always a linebacker, man. So, hey, it's part of life. I got to get it.
1: Oh, I love it. I love it. It's this, you know, like I said, uh, Wally, this is awesome. Again, uh, we're going to throw it back a little bit to your time in Cleveland, uh, uh, your experiences, uh, you know, because for us as Clevelanders, it's been 25 years of trying to figure this thing out and not <laughs> yeah. being able to figure it out. You were part of the original group trying to figure it out. Uh, so I'm super excited to talk about that. But I want to start with something a little more personal, Wally. I want to start with yeah. something a little bit more current, a little bit more going on with you right now. Because if you read anything about Wally Rayner right now he's got a son, man. Uh and your son is uh committed, I believe, to play some Big Ten football as a safety. Uh so tell us a little bit about Zahir heading up to Minnesota to be a golden. Yeah, Booker. man.
4: I mean, listen, I actually I have four children. My daughter's the oldest. She she's a, a D1 softball player up at Bryant. Um, and then I have an older son that's going, he's going going to uh William & Mary um next okay. year, linebacker. Um, you know, 6'1", 220 20 pounds. Um, he was um, the 804 uh, in this area player of the year, defensive player of the year. So he's a, he's a hell of a linebacker, man. Used to play some DE, but he's a hell of a linebacker. And then I have Zaire. Uh, he's going to play some Big Ten ball, man. You know, he plays the game the way it's supposed to be played, man. He plays the game triggered. And then I have a, another baby boy that's that's coming up to high school, uh, a cornerback, five ten uh cornerback quarter, uh, that's coming up, and um, you know all of them have their their attributes. Um, but one thing that they all gonna have is, is that toughness um, to be able to go and get it done. You know, and Zaire he's uh, uh you know he he is triggered a little different. You know he, he goes in there with with uh, he, he has no fear. You know that's his tattoo, man, no fear. So he goes in there and um, you know one of his players that he really likes is Antoine Winfield Jr. And I think he speaks to him, you know, quite often or so, but uh, that's one of his favorite players. And that's where he tried to emulate his game. at You know, his pops was a hell of a guy in Minnesota uh, as well.
2: Ah, yeah. I see it, man. That's my next question. You probably been grooming them since they were little kids. I like they've been just doing bear crawls up hills. (laughs) They've been, they've been, they've been lifting ever since they were kids, haven't they?
4: Man, you know what, man? It's it's, it's, kind of in their blood, man. Um, You know, just me putting in the work. I just remember a story about Zaire. Um, I think, I don't know, he maybe been like six or six or seven. And uh, we had a park. It was about a mile and a half away. So I used to get up when I was playing, just go running, right? I'd go run down there run back, run back again, you know, get like three miles in or so. And, um, you know, a couple of times I hear the door, you know, unlock, and I hear the beep, beep, beep. And so I'm like, man, what is going on? Like, something coming in the door. But he would get his brother up on the days I wouldn't run. He was six years old or so, and his brother was maybe, you know, two or three. He'd get him up, man, and go run early in the morning. Yeah, that's awesome. I'm like, son, his mother like, you can't do that. I'm like, man, you, you know, you can't do that, man. So he was, he's been kind of triggered, man, and wired, man, since he was young, man. So, uh, I think they're getting a hell of a player. And so it
1: brings up a question that I have, right? Because I got, I have young kids. Chad's got young kids. I'm coaching my kid in like coach pitch baseball right now. Yeah. But Chad, Chad and I both work. We broadcast high school football games. We're around high school sports a lot. We're around youth sports a lot. So you're not now you're not you're not the NFL linebacker anymore. You're a dad of these kids that are coming up trying to trying to pursue this. We see a lot of crazy parents out there, man. I'm telling you in T-ball, you'll see dads out there screaming and yelling at their kids and going crazy about stuff. So like talk about it from the other side, Wally, what you got kids that are all sounds like they're all amazing athletes. uh, And part of that has got to be genetics. And and part of that is hard work. But like what?
4: As a dad, What I think the best man, way for a dad to I always say, man, I'm, I'm going to be a dad first. I mean, that's one reason why I never really pursued going to college or, or trying to coach, man, just being no years away. Just making sure, man, that I'm there for them. Um, and always being, being a pops first, you know? Um, but I do, you know, one thing about me, they know, like, um, I love them hard. Um, but I got to make sure that they are giving 100% effort. I don't really care how good you are. I want to make sure that you're giving 100% effort in everything that you do, whatever you put your hand on. So, um, you know, they have those stories about that, about the giving effort part. And, um, you know, if you can do that, I'm all good. I don't care really how good you are, this, that, and the other. But that carries you through life um, because the game of life is hard, it's tough, and um, the man or woman that can put forth that effort and stand up to it, you know, it's got to be innate in them. So sure. I just make sure that that is, you know, always in them from a, from a conscious or unconscious, uh, pers- pers- perspective Um, but yeah, they got to give hundred percent effort, man. And I always been that guy, you know, I was an effort guy, um, yeah. Yeah. played the game. I mean, these, these guys now way better athletes. Nope.
1: Did we lose him? Oh yeah. He froze up. That's all right. We'll get him back. That's all right. We'll get him back. If Wally froze up, he'll come back. Oh, there he is. There he is. Wally, can you uh, hear us? Everybody good? Yeah, can you hear us? Yeah. Oh, all right. Welcome on. back. <laughs> so listen, first of all, I don't know. I, we're going to sit here and talk to you, and I don't know how I'm going to sleep tonight. Uh, I'm, I'm going to be all worked up. I'm going to have to go do something myself. But uh, let's skip forward. Let's. Or, well, I guess let's go backwards. Let's go back to the year is 1999. Yeah. Wally Rainer is coming off an incredible career at Virginia. Uh, Wally Rainer is a fourth round pick. So, so walk me through this and it's, it's appropriate. We love talking to guys right after the draft because you were a fourth round pick. You went through the draft process and you find out you are heading to an expansion team. The Cleveland Browns are going to call your name in the fourth round, man. Take us back to that moment when you find out you're going to be a Brown, how did it happen? Where were you at? And what were your first thoughts when you heard that?
4: <clears throat> yeah, man, I, I, was up, um, I was at school. I originally thought that I was going to get drafted by Dallas. You know, they had called, but then they ended up taking that win. Um, <clears throat> Ooh, sorry. But the night before, I went to sleep, man, and um, and I knew I was getting drafted. Like, I went to sleep, and I had a whole game with Jersey, NFL, and everything going and so I remember my pops asked me. I was telling him like, "You're gonna get drafted today." I know. And uh, he was like, "Well, what team was it?" I was like, "Man, I don't know it. It didn't have a. It was no. Um, it was no emblem on the helmet. Um, and then sure enough, man, I get drafted by the Browns. Um, but I was up at. Um, I was up at, at college. I was with my brother who played with me at UVA. And then um, my pops and moms came up. And so we were just sitting around, man. And then you know when I got that call, man, it was. It was really unreal, man. You know, coming from you know a humbling background, as do a lot of guys that go and play pro, you know, yeah. it was an honor, it was a privilege, and it was one of those moments like, man, I, I can't believe it. Um, but at the same time, man, my makeup, all I knew was work, all I knew was go. all I know was to go hard. So I couldn't wait, man, to just go and 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 get on the field, man, and just get at it. Um, I remember because I graduated in architecture. But I just told them, just get that to my mother, man. I'm going up there. I'm going up to Cleveland. So I went up there early, um, before the rookie mini camp and all of that. So it, it was an honor and a privilege to get drafted by Cleveland. And then on top of that, man, like, they have the best fans, right? The best fans. They know what your mother, they know what your mother had for dinner last <laughs> night. You know, those are, those are the, the brownies are, are the best fans, man. So it was an honor and a privilege just being there. I wish we'd have definitely won more games when we was up there.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Now, now, you said you knew you were getting drafted, but did you have an idea where? Like, did you have an agent that was telling you things, or did you just did you have an idea of like you, you did you know you were a mid round pick going in, or what was yeah, what I was knew that? I I
4: was a, a you know a third or fourth round draft choice. I had a pretty good agent, man. I told him, look, man, don't lie to me. You know, tell me the <laughs> truth, man. A lot, a lot of these guys like to get <laughs> lied to, man. I like to always, I say, keep it a buck. Tell me the truth, regardless. Right. Um, he was like, listen, man, they got you going, you know, third third, fourth round. I'm like, all right, cool. Um, so, yeah, I, I knew I was getting drafted. And like you say, I went to sleep that night, man. And you can want something so bad, man, you can pick up on it. And I went to sleep that night and I had a whole dream that I was in the NFL playing a game, but it was no emblem on the helmet. And um, I didn't even know that the Brown was actually coming back at the time. But So I get drafted <laughs> by the <laughs> only team that doesn't have an emblem on the helmet. <laughs> it's right, two now, now, so, now, did you...
2: Okay. Now did you I was gonna say, now did you have any idea like uh, did you know anything about Cleveland going into it other than the, the team was just coming back?
4: Man, I knew nothing about Cleveland, man, but you know, <laughs> for real, you know, I did I did do some research, you know, some stuff about Cleveland. I knew, you know, that is it's a, uh, you know, industrial city, man, hard nose. So I was like, shit, that fit, that fit with me, man, because I'm a I'm a I'm a Timlin boot bootstrap type of guy, man. Just go to work, you know, lush pair type guy. Um, and so I knew about, you know, back in the day, you know, Kevin Mack and Metcalf and all those guys close off. So, uh, you know, I knew the, the history of, of, um, the Cleveland Browns, man, would definitely fit my personality.
1: Yeah. So, so you get drafted, man. You're living your dream. You're, you're a fourth round pick. You make your way up to Berea. You're going through training camp, man. That has to been, that had to have been a dream and, I, and and then, and then a dose of reality hits, right? And then a dose of reality hits because your very first game you guys play, it's that will, I uh, know none of us will ever forget it. I'm sure you'll never forget it. That game Pittsburgh. against the Pittsburgh Steelers. And it was a
4: route. Forty, and- uh, 43 to nothing, man. And, <laughs> you know, the thing about it, it was funny, man, because, you know, Spielman got, he got hurt in practice, man. And, I, you know, I'm just getting at it. I'm working. I'm getting at it. So then I become the starter. You know, one of, I think, two, you know, backers that started in the NFL. And I remember precisely, man, you know, being a rookie, man, a rookie, you don't get all of the, you know, the camera action. And I remember coming in the locker room, and Chris Palmer was a coach, and uh, boom, all the cameras were around me. So I'm like, oh, okay, what happened? What's going on? So all I hear was like, did you hear, did you hear what, Jerome, Jerome Bettis, he he called you Walter. So I'm like, shit, <laughs> oh, you yeah. know yeah, you, he called me. in my first reaction, man, coming from where I come from, man, Charlotte, North Carolina. Uh, big shout out West Boulevard, man. I I said, man, what? The first <laughs> thing I said, well, look, he's gonna know my name. <laughs> I said, what? He called me Walter. He gonna know my name. And so, uh, they, you know, of course, they put it all bulletin board. And so I get a call up on the the front office, like, hey, Wally, you gotta come up here. You know, I, I come up. I came up the next morning. So Chris Palmer, uh, Dwight Clark, and they like, hey, hey, rookie. This is the NFL right now. You you can't you can't put you can't give them any sauce, <laughs> right? You can't give them any sauce. So I looked them in the eye and said, look, man. My mother heard that. I said, man, Jerome gonna know my name, and you guys gonna know it too. And I think I went out, man, I had about 17 tackles, man. Uh, But, man, they had a hell of a line. You know, they had a hell of a line, man. I mean, all those guys are Hall of Famers, man. Demonte Dawson, Flanagan. I mean, they they was coming. And I remember, man, playing the game so hard. Now, one thing about Jerome, man, Jerome was never, he was no punk. You know, you come from, a lot of guys come from uh, college, and then they go into pro, you know, you might have been the best in college, man. But, you know, look. And nobody's backing down, right? So I remember just hitting Jerome, man. I remember hitting him, boom, and sometimes I'm acting like I'm going for the ball and I'm punching up. I remember hitting him in the mouth and, you know, busting his mouth open. But he had that—he was still getting up, doing that Jerome step. Oh and yeah. his mouth bleeding. I was like, I know I don't know of any kids. I was like, shit. Yeah, man, look, we <laughs> in one. You know, hey, we in one, baby. Like this, but I, I'm gonna tell you what. After the game was over, Jameer Miller, who I still talk to, man, we're doing some business together, good guy, man. Both of us laying over, I.B. in our in our, in our, in our veins, right? And I looked over at him and said, man, listen, is every NFL game this damn tough? <laughs> I was like, man, because that was a tough game. You know, those right. guys were coming, man. Right. And I was giving, I gave them everything I got. Um, but yeah, that was, that was a moment, man, being a rookie, but I knew, man, right then, I was one wondering, welcome to the NFL moment. I gave it everything I got, and we still got beat 43 to nothing. Yeah. It was, <laughs> it was Close. That was so a tough thing to swallow right there.
2: So what you're saying is trying to tackle Jerome Bettis was like trying to tackle a boulder. like no, I mean,
4: right. well, maybe a bus. No, I, yeah. I think more of a mentality, right? Yeah, you know, sure. i have always been the tough guy. You know, I lived up to it. You know, just coming from where I'm, where I'm from and, and things I've been through and stuff like that, man. But. One thing about the NFL, and I tell young guys this right here, you know, and I know we're in a podcast, but I say, you know, a lot of times guys love the game or they play the game, or guys love it because of material things that you can buy and get. But when you meet guys, you know, that's just like you, right? You know, they're willing to die for it. They love the game to the purest form of it. And so, you know, when you do that, man, like, look, it's 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 whales on whales, it's Goliath on Goliath, man. You got to get busy. So that's the mentality. It's just the mentality of it and the mentality of some of the guys. Now, I can name a couple of names a couple of guys that shrink up, but, you know, Jerome was never one of those.
2: Yeah, for sure. Now, you, and now you mentioned it. Uh, you, I mean, you, you mentioned Jameer, and he was again. We talked about Mike, and I talked about that linebacking core that like, that you you guys were our favorite part of that '99 team, man. You yeah. know wh- what was it like? You know, playing with Jameer. Uh, what type of guy was is he? And I don't know what's that. what type, what, type, what did you see on the field that you know maybe fans didn't see in that in that season?
4: Man, you know, seriously, man. Back then, I mean, the linebackers were big as hell. You know, right. I was 245, and he's like, oh, he's a small back. I'm like, damn, I'm 245, 247. But you had Jameel was, you know, 6'5", 265 pounds. John Theory, rest his soul, 6'5", you know, 255. You know, this some big-ass backers, man. And um, I just remember, like, damn, you know, these are some big-ass backers. You know what I'm saying? But Jameel was always one of them guys, man. He understood... You know, uh, I remember Jerry Ball, you know, the nose guard. And I'm like, Jerry, I'm not doing all this stuff, man. As I don't do all this rookie hazing stuff. And I remember Jamil like, man, he's good. Like cause I'm like, dog, we're not we not doing all this rookie hazing stuff. I don't do that. And uh Jamil was like, nah, he good. And I remember, you know, after he's he him saying that, I'm thinking, okay, I'm, this guy right, he's a good guy. And so we just start going through the you know, playbook, how to be a professional. And uh, I think as a rookie, man, you need those type of guys that, you know, want to bring you along, right? Not so much trying to do this, this rookie stuff, man, but trying to bring you along for the betterment of yourself, but damn sure for the betterment of the defense or offense, whatever position you play in. Jameet was one of those guys, man. So we still good and cool right now.
1: Man, when I think back to those, uh, you were with the Browns 99- 2000, 2001, man, yeah. your rookie year, you go out and have what, 100, almost 140 tackles. I think like you just absolutely came in and, and you did make a mark for a rookie. That was, that's wild stuff. The Browns man that you could tell they're trying to improve, but offensively it's a mess. The, the offensive line never really gets built up the way that I think they wanted it to. And then I think about the defense, especially that second year, right? They really paid attention to the defense. They go out, they get Courtney Brown, man, a TV. lot of, a pick a lot of, of fans were excited about. This was a beast in college at Penn State. He's going to come in there and sack the quarterback. Uh, and man, he showed it sometimes. Like when, when they draft Courtney Brown and they put him on that defense, do you think he's going to be the game-changing player that you guys need on that defense?
4: Man, you know, the, the crazy part about it, man, is um, I remember I missed Courtney when he came in on a visit. But me and, La- me and Levar, uh we kicked it. LeBar Arrington, we kicked it hard. And I was like, shit, we, we getting LeBar, man. We're going to get at it. Um and me and Lavar still cool right now, but then they end up drafting Courtney, who's a hell of a, you know, he's a hell of a man, but he damn sure was a hell of a player, man. You know, very quiet, you know, real smart player. Um and so, you know, I think he 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 served his purpose. He did his, he did his he did his duty. Um, you know, I think he went to the Pro Bowl a couple of times. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think Courtney, man, I, I knew right then, I'm like, damn, this guy here. You know, he's a weight wound guy, uh, fast, quick, very intelligent. So I knew he was going to be a good pro.
1: That's just tough. It's tough when the injury bug hits, man. And you just it just feels like it hits some guys just more than others, right? And you've had a couple. you had your share of injuries. You had a couple. But, man, it's tough.
4: Yeah, I mean, listen, man, the NFL in general, you know, I always say I'm going to keep it a buck, man, because I was there. And, and the Browns fans, I'm going to go to this point. The Browns fans, they don't really know, like, really how – uh, you know, I ended up leaving, man, because we had Bush Davis, right. and um, you know, I had a contract on the table and some things that he was trying to do and 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 the things he was trying to say, man. I I never uh, agreed with, right? And so I, I looked him in the face, man, and I you know I basically told him, man, after you, you know, that's that's a real story. Um, and and I ended up getting traded on draft on draft day, you yeah. know, because you know clearly, man, I put my heart into the Browns. Uh, each year, man, I, I I got better, right? I got better, um, and also into the community. And then for a coach to really like attack my character, like that's one thing about me, man. I'm never gonna, I'm not gonna stand for that. So, you know, I really gave him the fu, man. Um, you know, big shout out to Lal Hennigan, the late Dwight Clark. We was yeah. all in that meeting, and you know, a lot of guys were shocked, man, because in the NFL, man, you know, a lot of guys, man, they're moved by different things, you know, whether that's you know, you trying to be a starter or, you know, you trying to get a contract for me, man, I always love. And I was humbled by the game you know, coming where I'm come from, man, from a humble environment, nothing moved me, but the game and the people that love the game. And so, you know, the came in. I know I'm calling names, man, but y'all got me on the pod. Hey, that's hey. All good yeah. man. Hey, listen, <laughs> this, is, 20 this is one years is, ago, man. It's this is a safe
2: space Wally. This is a safe space, hey, a safe space hey, my friend. I'm, I'm
4: now I know Butch the, is an avid watcher, wreck, baby.
2: <laughs> I, I got to Now I got to know something here, Wally. All right. I got to know something. So you guys are having trouble winning games. All right. Then Halloween, 1999 hits. I, I it, it's, it's the big hail Mary to KJ in the end zone, man. Like, oh, can you just tell me things- like what everyone's feelings, like what the post game was like that in the locker room? What was, what was, could you just see the weight off of everyone's shoulders? Like what was, what was that like for the, for the team?
4: Man, I'm gonna tell you, man. My entire life, I was used to winning. I played for the Power League, and you know, went to West Charlotte High School. You know, multiple state championships. You know, high school coach is one of the winners in the in the in the um, U.S. Went to UVA, won the ACC, winning, and but then coming to the Browns, and and you know, it's tough to win in the NFL, you know. And um, coming in as a rookie, and I'm thinking like, okay, so we got a better chance? than my my buddy Dre Block. You know, he got drafted by St. Louis, you know, St. Louis was down in the dumps. I remember calling him, like, damn, man, I feel sorry for your ass. Yeah, Um, right. (laughs) And then coming, you know, we had the Browns, man, great guys and everybody working, man, but it's hard to win in the NFL and get that chemistry. And going through, what was that? That might have been 15 or 14, whatever the game was. And I'm thinking, like, damn, we haven't won a damn game. And then we throw the Hail Mary and KJ catches that, man. I was like, man. It was like the best feeling in the world because I never been over in my life. Yeah, yeah. Um, So it was like the best feeling in the world, man. But I was, I was still mad about the season. Like, man, we wanted to give the fans a, a lot more. The thing about um, Cleveland, man, and the fans are great fans, man. You want to give them what they deserve. And yeah. uh, regardless if you're an expansion team or not, I was thinking shit, man. One year we just won one game, and that's not that's not that's not, that's not acceptable. Yeah.
1: Yeah, man. So listen, before we let you go, we won't keep you too much longer, but I do want to talk a little bit about modern football and I don't know if you're keeping up with the Browns and what's going on in the NFL at all. But, but the one thing I want to talk about, man, you talked about it. Linebackers back then, big dudes, big freaking dudes, Uh against yeah. Jameer Miller Jameer always makes my list of, of my favorite players that I've yeah. ever watched play for the Browns. The only guy that made a pro bowl for the Browns from 99 to 2008 was Jameer Miller. Uh, but That's talk right. about that now because the linebacking position now is very different. And the way the teams seem to approach it is very different. It almost feels like a, a position where teams are approaching it after they've kind of addressed the defensive line, after they've addressed the defensive backfield, then they're like, all right, we got to put a couple linebackers out there. Uh, and linebackers now tend to be smaller. They tend to be guys that, that kind of look like safeties a little yeah. bit out there. Uh, just, you know, your impression of of the way the position has evolved and, and uh, you know, how you how you feel like a guy like yourself back then could have fit into the game today?
4: Well, I'm gonna start with that question right there. I mean, the, a guy like myself fitting in the game today, man, it's much. A, it's a it's a more spread out offense, man, and uh, it's like back then we just call it third down. Everything's third down offense now, man. It's it's, it's four blasts, it's four goal, it's spread, and so these guys are. You know, I have to give it to them. The, the game has evolved. The backers are a lot smaller, but they're a lot quicker, a lot faster. Um, And they're more direct at the point. So, you know, when we played back then, we played back then. We let these young guys do it now, and they'll keep evolving. Um, You know, we was more in the box. Back then, we were more in the box. Um, You know, you're running lead, you're running power. I mean, it was a tougher game back then, you know, definitely. We're running lead, power, you know, 22 personnel. It's more north-south. Right now, you know, the game is more, you know, east-west and then get vertical, too. So the game definitely has evolved. Um, and all, as for the backers and the perception, you know, listen, I'm a linebacker by heart. And regardless of a linebacker is a linebacker is a, a linebacker. So
1: regardless Ooh, yeah. of Urgencies.
4: the error, uh, a linebacker has to be a linebacker. You have to you have to have these qualities of toughness, smart, and and relentless. And so you know some of the great backers now in this age still have that. Um, but, you know, I've seen some of them, man, they do a lot of run around the blocks and stuff like that. But, you know, the game, of, the game, of, it, it has evolved. And I think the NFL on down to even, um, you know, the Pop Warner Leagues, it, it has evolved into a quicker, faster back.
1: You're still there. We could see you. You just got muted. Oh, I don't know where Wally went that's all right we'll see if he comes back in let me keep it right here the camera went off that's all right we'll go I, man Let's i love go. this this is this is freaking awesome this was
2: awesome this is, yeah, this, is awesome. this is this is terrific
1: man wally wally has got me feeling like i need to bulk up and go play linebacker somewhere <laughs> just because i want to just i don't the know way he, he talks about it man i this it's awesome <laughs> we're gonna give him. A, we're gonna give Wally a minute. Uh, welcome to the what? What it's like to live stream a show. Uh, <laughs> yeah, we're gonna give yeah. him a minute because his whole situation just went blank here. Uh, yeah, but again, I, we've been talking to Wally Rayner again. Cleveland Browns linebacker from 1999 to 2001. Uh, a dude that came in as a fourth round pick in 1999 and had 137 tackles to lead the Browns uh, in 1999. Here he is. He's back. Hey, Wally, you back?
4: Yeah, man. I think I had like an Amber Alert or something on the phone all the phones are beeping everywhere. I Jesus, no worries. No <laughs> worries. Yeah, man, but going back to that point, you talking about the linebackers, man, the linebackers are chained, but the linebacker is a linebacker, is a linebacker. Um there's really only like two on the on the um on the field right now, and those guys can fly, man. Um I I do believe that the game is going to come back where it's going north and south because yeah. it's a game of 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 a of, of balance. Um And you're always trying to, you know, it's like a chess match. So as guys get faster and quicker, you know, what you do, you be more physical. You go direct at them. So I can see the game coming back and is evolving back. You know, I look at Georgia, University of Georgia, and I'm looking at, you know, how the Patriots and some of these other um, NFL teams are approaching the game a lot more. Uh, The Ravens, you know, you're getting back to 12 personnel and 22 personnel and four fullbacks, uh, 49ers, and they're coming downhill more. So the smaller, quicker backers, they better be stout because they're trying to run up their face. Man. So I I, I got one more for you, Wally. And yeah. this is
2: this is uh, just me being a psycho college football fan. Yeah. Uh, so, so I just, I, I got to know about this, but, you know, I, I got to ask you about the Commonwealth Cup, man. It's uh, it's known the it's the Commonwealth Clash now, but I, I think it's now. I've been to Blacksburg and I've yeah. experienced the whole Blacksburg bounce. Go, uh, you know, I, I worked a game there. I, I haven't had a chance to go to Charlottesville yet, but uh, like, is that one of the more underrated? college football rivalries in the nation, because I feel like you just don't hear enough about it. And they've had some legendary games. I mean, you were a part of it, made a big play in the 98 game in in the big comeback. So just talk about what it's like playing in that game, what the atmosphere is like. And I don't know, just give people, can give people some insight into that rivalry,
4: man. You know, first off, man, I didn't know much about the rivalry coming up in Charlotte, you know, Charlotte, North Carolina. Um, I knew about the ACC school. I didn't know much about Virginia Tech until I got to Virginia and it was like, you know, this is our biggest rivalry. And I know, I remember they came and they, you know, it, back then, man, you know, they, they, they painted everything at Virginia. They just went over and painted everything and flipped over some stuff. I'm like, man, these guys wet. So we, <laughs> we took it almost like, man, look, this is it's like a threat. And, um, and I remember, um, you know, playing those guys, man. And it, it was, it was vicious. And, in '95, I knew back then, like, man, this is this is a real rivalry, like it, it's on. And then, you know, we, I think, we won. And then the whole school went up there and painted their school and did all this stuff. Um, so it's a big rivalry, it's a real big rivalry, it's a nasty rivalry. I mean, the fans they don't like each other, you know, and, and the mindset of the fans they don't like each other. So I remember going up there getting hit with oranges and everything, man. So oh. I love it because that's what that's the person of football. Yeah. Football, yeah. I don't, I don't have to like you. You know, right. I think the game now, man, like I just, I don't agree that you shake hands after the game. I, I don't think pros don't do it, but they may try to make high school guys. And, and I know some people think that, you know, it's a little weird, but I, I don't, I don't think they need to do it. You know, it's like the closest thing to war, but not war. You know, after I've been, I don't like the guy and I'm playing so hard. And then I supposed to just flick it off and, and then just go shake your hand. I, I don't agree with that. But, um, <laughs> Yeah, Virginia. Virginia takes big rivalry. And even right now, you know, like Coach Pry and uh, they got a guy on their staff, man, that's a big UVA UVA guy, Coach Myers, man, that's my guy, hell of a recruiter, hell of a guy. Uh, so it's it's um it's a big rivalry, and and I I hope that the guys at Virginia right now, and I don't think a lot of them, you know, came up through Virginia. We have some, sure. but know that it's a big rivalry, man. Those guys are aiming. They aiming every time, regardless of where they go. They aiming at Virginia to beat it and, and and to take that cup.
1: All right, man. Last question for you. You got the beautiful jersey. I mean, I know you got the Lions jersey. You spent as much time at Detroit as you didn't. Oh, yeah. So, fair enough. Fair enough. But over your left shoulder over there, you got that Browns jersey. That's right. Looking beautiful over there, framed. You got the orange and brown. So, listen, man. I don't know how much you're keeping up. You're busy, man. You're busy. You got your kids out there. You're following them. I don't know how much you're watching football on Sundays. But, man, once a Cleveland Brown, always a Cleveland Brown. Once a part of the family here in Cleveland, always a part of the family. So t- talk to us about the this year's Cleveland Browns team. Because, man, they're really trying to put something together, man. They're trying to put something together. And it's taken 25 years for something to kind of click. There's They've won one playoff game since you were a rookie. They've won one time. One playoff game, man. They're trying to put something together. So talk to us a li- about man, anything you might know-, know about the team. How you feel about how they're going to look this year?
4: Like, truthfully, man, I don't know the young guy. I don't know Deshaun Jackson. I know all the, the little things, the stuff that was going on in the media, and I, I, I have my own way of thinking about that. But I think he, this guy's a hell of a quarterback. I think Cleveland did right by getting this guy right here. And and that, that team is forming around. I think they, what, they went 7-10 or whatever they went last year. Yeah. Um, but I'm looking for a big year out of this guy because he's a natural quarterback and a natural leader. And then you have Chubbs. Right? You have clubs that can run the ball. And um, I just think, uh, and I think they picked up the the kid from uh, Dallas. Uh, They went to Alabama. Um, I think he's going to do good. Um, Well, I forget his name, the, the kid from Dallas. But I think just having Deshaun there. Yeah he's going to do some things. Watch what I tell you. Oh, Amari
1: Cooper. You're talking about Amari Amari Cooper. Cooper. That's right, that's right, that's right.
4: right. right. This year, Deshaun is going to do some great things. I mean, he showed those glimpses last year when he came back for that short period. you got to have a quarterback in the league. You've to have a mobile quarterback in the league. um, And he can run and throw. And um, I just believe that they're going to do some, they're going to do damage this year.
1: Man, I love it. For your lips to God's ears, man. I hope that's the truth, man.
4: Uh, I, I, I know it, man. And big dog, I don't know if big dog's still alive, man. Big dog in the bone, baby, baby. Let's go. Dog <laughs> Let's go. pound. Dog pound love. Hey, Molly hey,
1: Rainier, man, member of the hey, inaugural Cleveland. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Before I get off, right? Yeah.
4: You know, I wanted to say one thing, man. Like, um, you know, big shout out to all the, the ex NFL guys, especially everybody in Cleveland. Hey, yeah. go to IMPWR.com. I am power, man. That's the natural. By the way, I went vegan, man. You know, I don't, okay. I don't need anything, man, but um, I am power, natural, good for kids, mushroom-based energy, uh, drink energy, energy substance. You guys get that. It'll be good for you. It's not like the, red, the the other energy drinks good for you. And let's go get it, baby. Let's love life and let's go get it. Let's, let's go, go, man. Am, Look, if am, it gets me that jacked, if it gets I me that power. jacked, dude, go, go, I'm go. in. <laughs> That's what I'm, I'm
1: going to be walking around. My wife's going to be like, wait a minute. <laughs> oh, she's going to be looking at me a little different. She's going to be looking at me a little, little, little different, Wally. Listen, Wally Raynor, man, linebacker from the Cleveland Browns from 99 to 2001. Lots of awesome memories. Uh, I know the team didn't win as much as you wanted them to either, but uh, you were part of the group that brought our team back, man. I think that's the most special thing that you will always be a part of Cleveland's heart, of Cleveland's soul, because you were a part of the group that brought our team back to us. I don't know that you guys that were on that team will ever understand how special that was and i don't was think you guys I remember, ever know. i remember
4: fans crying man it, it, it was deep it was good and that's where i knew man like this place is special fans crying and everything so it, it was good
1: yeah man well we appreciate you uh wally renner c- congrats to you congrats on everything you got going on uh good luck with your business there good luck with your kids man great course, athletes you got going yeah you got a good lot luck of luck with traveling coming up man you got a lot hey, of traveling
4: right? there. I do, but look, I'll be up in, um, we'll be up in uh, Ohio. I'm a defensive coordinator for the Trinity Episcopal, baby. Big TES. All Uh-oh. the young men that go there, man. And we'll be up in Ohio. I think we're playing, I forget the team we playing up there, but I'll shoot you a shout-out. Um, The team we playing up there in uh, August. Yeah. St. Ed's? St. Ignatius? Uh, I forget the name of the team. Truth. Oh, I mean, all I, I, That's I, all good. We were supposed to play one team, but we playing another one. Um, But I'll shoot you the name of it, but we'll be up there. Yeah, yeah we'll definitely, come check
2: man. It out, man. If you're up if you're up in the area, we'll come check it out. Absolutely. All right, man. Wally Raymond, hey, thank you so much, man. Peace.
1: Have a good night. Yeah,
2: you too.
0: We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data
1: Man, Wally Raynor, former Cleveland. That comp, was former NFL awesome. yeah. Dude, are you kidding me? That was me? awesome. What a guy. Are you kidding me with this? Dude? I feel I feel bad drinking a beer after that. I know, beer, I know. that little pep talk at the end. I do not feel bad for drinking dude, a beer. any like
2: that. and just for people to know, that that uh, big game I was talking about, Virginia, Virginia Tech, uh, that nineteen ninety-eight game, Virginia Tech was up twenty-nine to seven uh, at a half, and Virginia outscored him. 29 to 3 in the second half, and Wally had the game clinching interception that game. Dude. Let's go, huh?
1: You know, Let's man, go. those guys walked into an impossible situation. <laughs> I mean, we talk, you know, a lot of times we talk about the main guy, right? Like Tim Couch, we just walked into an impossible situation. But those guys truly all did. We talk about how rushed that franchise was coming back, how poorly constructed the team was, man. But man, you did have some some ball players out there, man. Whether he was the most skilled dude out there or not, the way he acted on our podcast tonight was the way he used to play the game. I remember watching Wally Rainer just run around the field like a madman, just hit after hit after hit. And, uh, and man, again, I love those linebackers, Jameer Miller, Wally Rainer, Raheem Abdullah. Like those were some, those were some pretty good ball players they had on that defense, uh, to go in front of some pretty good defensive backs and all that. So Wally Rainer, man, awesome. Great throwback. Huge things going on with his kids going to play D1 athletics. Uh, and we're so grateful to have
2: him on. That was Whoa, great. So nice. What happened? We're gonna have to go to that game if we if we if we uh if we can, Mike. He plays Holbin. He's coming up to play Holbin. Oh shoot. Yeah.
1: What a game. What a game. Yeah. Good luck. All right, man. Listen, uh, let's move on. Uh we did not uh again, uh Wally. I kind of we made an assumption about Wally and I think we were right. He went vegan. He's a very healthy dude. That dude looks like he could still play, by the way.
3: Oh, my gosh. Yeah.
1: Like, I don't know that he's aged. I think he kind of still looks the exact same way he looked when he played. He's properly jacked to play. This is true
3: for most guests on this show, but especially true for him. He could beat the absolute shit out of me. (laughs) Just watching that. I was like, man, dude, he's so jacked. He's so fit. (laughs) But also true for like most people. It was also
1: true for Bonnie Blair. Uh, it yeah, was also funny <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> Blair would tear you apart. Yeah. Yeah. It was also drew, uh, drew it's, it's true every year for Cameron justice. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, uh, Oh, Brown's bandito. Good to see you back in the comments. Love Wally punching at the ball just to bust uh, the bus in the mouth. Love that. <laughs> uh, all right. So we made, I made an assumption. I think we were right. Wally, uh, Wally very healthy dude. Uh, he's probably not joining us for drinks. He did not. So we didn't do our garage beers of the week. So boys, let's do our garage beers of the week let's do our asshole of the week and then let's move on to some of the other stuff going on in the world of sports. Uh, so uh, Joe, welcome back, man. What are you drinking tonight? Hey, I'm drinking a wedding beer again. Oh, you just killing the, the wedding beers.
3: Yeah, yeah. There's so many of them. And like, I'm just not drinking a lot of beer right now. So uh, have them when you can, you know, it's a good time to have
1: it. Drink them when you got them. Drink them when you They're got them. It's All
3: actually, I, I don't know if I talked about this before, like on draft, this is phenomenal. And the can, it's kind of like a glorified, like Miller light. Like it's not like super IPA. It's kind of kind of summary.
1: That's what she said. Uh, nope. Not as good in the can. Oh no. Oh, no. oh no. there it is. Gotcha. God damn it. Hey, oh, All right, Chad. Boy. Chad, what about you? What's your garage beer of the week this week?
2: Uh, you know what, boys? I think this is a first for me that I think this is my first ever hop and frog beer. First oh, really? Party? Yeah, I think so. I'm, I'm, I'm trying to think back if I've ever had one and, uh, like your first yeah. one you've ever had, or, first, or just on the show? No, first, yeah, hop and frog ever, like ever. So okay. uh, here we go. We'll go on. It, uh, and I'm pretty sure they just ran the gamut on on all things uh, sweet in this one, uh, except for vanilla. Just so, just any brown colored sweet, they uh, they did this. They they did a uh, this is the peanut butter hazelnut caramel chocolate cake stout. Wow. Look at that guy. Look at
1: that. Oh, Look man, at the guy. that guy! That's a mic beer right
2: there, dude. dude I got to tell you, it's amazing. <laughs> like, I, like, like, it is. It is phenomenal. Um, it, it's like it's sweet, but not too sweet, uh, and it's just it goes down real smooth. This is I would recommend this to anybody, dude. It's it's yes. so good.
1: That sounds uh, delicious. Yeah. Uh, all right, and that brings it over to me, uh, and so that uh, I'm back, guys. I'm home, man. I think the last episode I did from home was maybe six weeks ago.
2: Until when? You're home until when? (laughs) Uh,
1: I'm home for the next three weeks. What? Yeah, this is amazing. Wow. This is great. You can unpack. But of course, uh, when I was on my Massachusetts trip, I had to get all the tree houses. So I'm going with the tree house tonight, boys. The old old delicious tree houses. This is called The Biggest One. And this is a triple IPA 9.4% just cracked open my second one, uh, so give it about an hour, and I'm going to be <laughs> asleep. Do you guys ever play the game Qbert? Uh Yeah. Oh, yeah. Does like, the can kind of look like that? Yeah. Like little squares they used to jump up and down? Yeah. Oh, that way. Yeah, yeah. I can see it. I can see it. Oh, bless, bless you, you, Chad. Bless I'm all you. right. Thank you. Why is Eric Barr wondering if we're tailgating Saturday? What's Saturday? What so, am I missing? Uh,
2: Sa- sa- it's it's saturday you saturday. guys we're just tailgating are we just, just tailgating, tailgating on a saturday, saturday? Shit, yeah i'll tell on a saturday uh, uh what am i missing i'm trying to think what is it
1: is there a thing guardians game? eric bar what do we god
2: no that'd be awesome that. that'd be I mean, awesome I, if the guardians I, had a sweet tailgate scene i guess i would need a lot every of every, game. <laughs> every
1: game i guess i would i need a ton of drinks to watch the guardians right now so it's probably not a bad thing uh yeah eric Barr, tell us what First of all, who's asking and what, and why, and maybe, maybe. That but yeah, be if,
2: if, if we're requested, we're requested, then we Is might,
1: we might go like just roll rookie around
3: camp thing.
1: Rookie maybe. mini camp. That's it, going on
2: now, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, They already did it. Yeah. It's already, it's it's, well, maybe it's already a it's thing.
3: Part two. Maybe okay. It's, all right.
2: Yeah. Listen, listen, you know what? Yes, we are tailgating Saturday. Look at,
1: if you're home, you should meet your listeners and other Browns podcast Saturday in Berea. It must be, it must there's a thing. There's a tailgate Saturday in Berea. All right. Well, okay. I'm gonna have to, yeah. I'm gonna, I'm gonna have to check the schedule for Saturday. <laughs> I'm in. Yeah, let's I can go. Probably, I can probably make that happen. I might be able yeah. to make that happen. We'll see okay. what happens. All right, Eric, Eric Barr, let us know. Get maybe like shoot us a shoot us like a, a direct message or something on Twitter and l- let us know what the hell you're talking about. Yeah. And uh, and yeah. Let's talk about it. Uh, all right, boys. Let's go right into our next segment, which is our asshole of the week. Again, just somebody over the last week that's just been an asshole. Mm. Somebody has been an asshole. I, mine is going to be kind of a repeater, but it's deserved. Uh, I, I'm going to go back to the Memphis Grizzlies.
2: Oh, he yeah. took mine. You're taking mine. You're taking mine. I'm just. Mine. I'm just.
1: What the fuck? <laughs> what is with these people? <laughs> they what is grid- with well- these people?
3: I would maybe not put the Grizzlies in that because they oh. did
1: say they're not bringing back Dylan Brooks. Yeah, no, it's the Grizzlies. It's all of them. You think it's, it's like, the Grizzlies? Yeah, yeah. It's a systemic issue at this point. It's Dylan Brooks. It's John ja Morant. What's John ja Morant doing? I don't know. If, if you didn't have the chance, this should have been my cheer of the week too. But I'm, I, I got something else. But if you didn't have the chance, if you didn't have the chance to see Kwame Brown's, uh video to john ja morant go watch it kwame brown again first first overall pick in the nba never lived up anywhere near the hype of that but uh if you didn't get a chance to see the video he did calling out john ja morant go oh my god he, he says it better than i ever could man you got 300 300 million dollars promised to you yeah and you can't get out of your own way you got the world by the balls i mean you really Million did. dollars promised you really to did And you you can't, is there any reason why you just can't not flash guns on Instagram, Instagram live? Yeah. Like my man, you are this close. You're this close to being a 15 year franchise player. You're this close. Yeah. And, 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 and your team has to keep suspending you, right? It's going to get tired. It's going to get tired. It's going to get tiresome for them. And they're going to realize that they can get something for you. And and j- your career can go from franchise player to guy that bounces around because teams are just taking chances on him, but he can't get his head right like this, like that. Quit being He's an asshole. Eat. John Morant is the asshole of the week for me. Quit being an asshole. Well, because I'd be looking at a half season at this point from the league. I mean, they're certainly investigating. I, again, I don't think they're going to do that because uh, they did eight for the last one, though yeah so maybe they do a little more than that I, you know it's not like the, part of the reason they did Abe for the last one was he was in like a club uh, and this one he's just on an Instagram live yeah. with a buddy but just like
2: stop just stop it I mean he's already suspended from the off season like I don't know what that means Listen, really. I'm,
1: I'm all for you going out and having fun I'm all for you going out and having fun I'm all for you like you want to be at the club or whatever I'm all for it but that's fine but like
2: just stop doing stupid stuff can we talk about that for a second? Like he's all suspended from all team activities. Like he's, it's, it's, it's they're in the off season now. Like he's suspended from vacation. Like he's suspended Correct. from. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. He's grounded. <laughs> he's grounded. Like <laughs> you stay, you stay, you stay in your house. You idiot. <laughs> That's what God. they would
1: prefer him to do. That's what they would prefer him to do is just yeah, like, take a minute and just be in your house, please. For the love of God. I don't yeah. know. It, uh, they're the team that drives me the most nuts because I really wanted to like them at this at the beginning of this year, and the implosion is wild. It's wild. So, anyways, uh, John ja Morant's my asshole of the week. Joey, that's fair. Welcome back, man. Who, who's your who's huh. your asshole of the week this week?
3: Uh the Yankees. They suck. Oh uh, I hate them. <laughs> uh, uh, although their fans are, I went I went to a couple games when the Guardians were in town, and they're very nice fans. Actually, they're like very stereotypical, but like chill. Uh, but, uh, to set the scene yesterday, Aaron judge in the ninth, top of the ninth inning while facing the blue Jays away. Uh, the team was up six, nothing. And during his at bat before each pitch, you see his eyes dart from the pitcher, like directly to the dugout without the head moving. And the announcers are like, well, we don't want to like, you know, speculate here, but it kind of looks like he might be trying to get a sign for the dugout. It's an absolute moonshot in center field. End of the game, like nothing really happens from it. It's like, yeah, I was just like, heard people chirping and I didn't appreciate that since we were up so much. Next day, today, Domingo Herman gets ejected for sticky substances and it's just a horrible look. Literally the day after they're having cheating speculations going on and he did have sticky substances right below his belt. There was pine tar Uh-oh. Uh-oh. on his uniform. Uh, so Yankees will be the Yankees and they're just a bunch of cheaters uh, taking a page out of the Astros book uh and i
1: hate them oh there you go there you go but it yeah. looked like you had a good time at yankee stadium though oh it was a great time great yeah. time it yeah. looked like a good time yeah it's a uh, place nice. all right chad Asshole all the week
2: uh, i'm going to go with people who snap their fingers at waiters or waitresses in restaurants ooh yeah like that's a, that's a big one for me like <laughs> especially especially on like weekends or holidays when they're just super busy and like they're trying to do their best oh. Yeah, just just no. You're 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 not that important. You are not that important. Where you need to be served now. Yeah. Sorry, you had to wait a few extra minutes, but don't snap your fingers at the waiters oh. because they're working their ass off. Okay. So you just don't don't be an asshole. Okay. Just just be patient. Chad, I love
1: patient. I love how you always come at like my the way my mm-hmm. brain works is when I think of asshole of the week I think of like a specific person. Yeah. And you always bring it home. That's why I always go to you last for this because <laughs> you always bring it home. With like this group of people, yeah, that are just assholes. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> my brain yeah. can't think of them at the time, <laughs> right? Like, my brain can't think of them, and you always just oh, that's such a like oh, oh. yeah. Hey, sir, miss, sir. Like miss. I, yeah, I'll be with you shortly, okay? That's <laughs> oh. like yeah. the guy at the bar that holds up the 20. Yeah, and he just holds it there. <laughs> yeah, Ooh. that doesn't. If I'm a bartender, I'm not I'm not ever coming to you. Like no. you know, I'm just I'm going around to everybody who's not doing that. What are you
2: doing? Does anybody else home? need a drink? Anybody? You just stand right in front of them looking past them. Last call. Anybody. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: That's a good one. That's a good one. All right. Those are our assholes of the week. Uh, boys, I do want to go back to the Browns for a minute because there is, there's been some moves. There's been some news, man. Since the last time we were on last week, uh, Chad, uh, the Browns made a humongous and quite surprising move, right? as they went out there and we've kind of talked about it. We like a lot of the stuff that they they've done. And a lot of what we were talking about uh, was, you know, they had to just fill in, they had to fill in some, some spaces at this point. They, they, you know, we were talking about them going to get maybe like a veteran edge on like a veteran mini or, or you know, a minimum deal talking about them, getting a veteran defensive lineman. We're just, you know, they still got to f- fill in a, a running back position and we'll get to that in a minute. But uh instead they they go out and they trade late they do late pick uh pick swaps essentially with minnesota for zadari smith for one of the best pass rushers L- in the league <laughs> what like that that came through uh by the way yeah uh mick and you're getting some love in this mick the dog uh run, low man on the totem pole tonight all he had left in the fridge was fridge was bush light nothing wrong with that uh-uh. Eric Barr even says it. Bush serviceable. You can get yeah. that gets the job done. Yeah. You can have a Bush light on the show. That's all yeah. good. Uh, yeah, we are not biased to any beer, man, boys, that, that thing came through. I was out with my family that night and that message came through the Browns trade for Darius Smith. And I was like, I, I mean, all, all I can think about all I can think about boys is there's going to be times where our opponents are in obvious passing situations. Thank, yeah. you, Pat Thank you, Pache. Thank you, Pache, in the comments. No beer shaming. That is exactly right. That's the theme of our show. It's the theme See? of our show. Yeah. Uh, there's going to be times where teams are in third and 10, third and eight, <clears> third <throat> and 12, obvious passing situations. And you're going to have out there at the same time, because this is how this is going to work. They're going to put Miles Garrett out there somewhere, probably in the middle. You're going to have Zadari Smith. You're going to have uh Ocaronqua out there. You're going to have all three of those dudes out there getting after the quarterback. And all three of those dudes were in the top twenty in the NFL at pass rush win win rate last year. Yeah. Uh, the Browns became very dangerous from a pass rush perspective on Friday. Y-
2: y- yeah, yeah, hundred yeah. percent. I remember when that came. I remember when that came across my phone. It was like I think it was like seven thirty or so. So that you know the kids were just winding down. The wife was sitting there just looking at her phone, and I went, "Ah." Like and just <laughs> just scared the crap out of all of them because that was this guy is a beast. For those that don't know, I mean, you know, for just to put it in perspective, Miles had 16 sacks last year. Zadarius Smith had 10, and that was in like the first 10 weeks of the season. Uh, and he he's if you look at his metrics, he is ranked in like I mean the top 10, top 15 in almost every category. Yes, pass rushers last season. So this is this is a guy that is just going to wreak havoc. Okay. Cause not only is he in, in, as far as pass rush goes, he's also one of the top guys that gets double teamed. So it is truly going to be a pick your poison situation for whoever is playing the Browns this year. And it is like, I mean, it just went from, you know, everybody was happy with the Okoronko signing. And yeah, I mean, everybody was, and you know, he was a guy that had, uh, was poised for a breakout year. Okay. It yeah, wasn't, it guy. wasn't, like, he's, he's the guy with potential. Yeah. It wasn't, it wasn't like, okay. It was like, this is a, just, this is, this is a proven guy. This is a made man. This is an elite guy. This was like, oh, this is a guy with huge upside. Zedarius Smith. Zedarius Smith is a made man. Zedarius Smith is a team is, is a guy teams game plan for. Okay. And it, so now it's going to be impossible to game plan for either one of them. Uh, so yeah, as long as he stays healthy, this is just this this Browns defense just became insanely dangerous.
1: Yeah, Browns Bandito asked, did it look like the Vikings were like dropping an issue? I see what you're saying there. N- no, again, okay, uh, Smith it, again, and this is a guy that's unless something weird happens, this is a guy. Uh, don't fall too in love with him. This is a guy that's probably going to be here this year, yeah. right? Like that, the way his contract is is situated. The way the Brown salary cap is situated and what they're gonna have to do to sign some of their players. This is probably a guy that's here for this year, but but yeah, he wants to be here, right? Like this Serge says it in the comments. He wants to be here, he's, he's excited yeah. to be here. And I love I love what you know, it's it's Andrew Berry working his his relationships, right? It's it's Quezzy's up there in Minnesota and he knows he's not going to re-sign Smith. He's no, he's not, he's no, he's not going to keep him there after this year. So he figures, Hey, maybe I can improve my draft stock, get rid of him. It's Andrew Barry making a call to a guy who knows he knows he's going to work with him and it, he'll try to make a, a fair deal. And the Browns, I mean, like there's, this is the indication. I, I think the Browns entire offseason has been an indication that like, okay, now we're going like, now this is it. Like yeah. we're bringing in, we're we're signing big, like good, good defensive linemen. We're signing, we brought in the safety we needed. We have totally revamped the wide receiver room. And now we've brought in a guy that it was our concern. Like you said, Chad, about Okoronkwo. He's never played enough snaps to make you super like comfortable that he's going to play enough snaps. Yeah. Well, now he doesn't have to. Yeah. Now he's a guy again that can just be three a basically in that pass rush department. And he's still phenomenal. I, man, I love, I can't, even though I know Smith is probably only here for a year. I love, I love what this does for the team. I love what what you should see. Like this should make everybody better. This should make Denzel better. This should make Greg Newsome better. This should make the safeties better when you've got obvious passing situations and you're trotting out (laughs) there three of the top 20 pass rushers in the NFL Every single time it happens, I would, I would, I, I, if I was a betting man, which I'm not, but if I was, man, I'd be putting money on overs for turnovers for the Browns this year.
2: Oh, make no mistake about it too. And this is a Zedaria Smith who is motivated. Okay. Because I mean the long, the long story short, I mean, from everything I've read, he signed a contract extension with Minnesota and he outplayed that contract and wanted a new one, but Minnesota wasn't going to give it to him. So this is a guy that's trying to play for a contract. So he, this is a motivated Zayary Smith. So again, as long as he stays healthy, this is just uh, look out, it's just just watch out because yeah. this is it, there's going to be fireworks every time that Browns defense is on the field. Yeah, dude, I love it.
1: I love it. I, I love what it says. Uh, we had some things pop up. Uh, let's see here. Well, we had some things pop up in the comments that I wanted to get to. Uh, oh Serge said this. the best part after the Smith trade was seeing the NFL Twitter starting to realize that they're what the, what the Browns are putting together. Okay. Yep. And, and then Eric Barr right afterwards says paper champions. This is where I don't want to go. This is where I don't want to go. The Browns have been paper champions for the for they've been paper champions in the NFL since 2018 2018.
2: Yeah, I mean, like I don't know,
1: I don't know what happened this year that uh, it, it's it's not just the Darius Smith that makes the Browns. I don't know what happened this week where everybody was like, oh, the Browns. Should be. Man, we've been saying it all offseason. Even if they didn't bring Smith in, this whole thing hinges on one dude. Right. This whole thing, it's and it's not Kevin Stefanski, and it's it's not Andrew barry It's not the coaching staff. It's not the wide receivers. It's not Nick Chubb. It's not the offensive line or the defensive line or the linebackers or the special teams or whatever. It's none of those guys. Right. This whole thing, this whole thing hinges on one dude. Right. And I'm telling you right now, if Deshaun Watson, if he gets back to being Deshaun Watson, not glimpses of Deshaun Watson, not not oh here and there Deshaun Watson that's what we saw those last six games we saw glimpses of Deshaun Watson but we didn't see any kind of consistent Deshaun Watson and I don't right. know that I fault him for that if we get back to consistent Deshaun Watson uh, boys I think this team will surprise even the most optimistic of us like the, these dude, this this team is built this team is stacked
2: oh you look like you were going to say something Joey <laughs>
3: I thought he was going to keep talking. I was yeah, trying to get you worked up. I was trying to get you Yeah, up. I'll believe when I see it. I, I am not. There's no excitement on my end. I think it's an impressive roster we put together. There's no like, excitement.
1: <clears throat>
3: i excited. excited. I've been excited the past three or four years, man. It's just like absolutely brutal to get your hopes up that much, to just fall fat on your face. Uh, <laughs> flat on your face. We
1: fat on your face. Fat on
3: your face. <laughs> yeah.
2: um, you want to go outside? Watch me kick my ass. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not even drunk.
3: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh man, I really hope it goes well. But like I agree, it's it all hinges on Deshaun Watson. He did not show enough in the last six weeks of last season to make me think that this is a shoe in for this year of him being successful. Uh, but again, if the glimpses are any indication of improvement, then hopefully we'll see it better to Deshaun Watson this year. But uh, yeah, until then, I I am I'm cautiously optimistic, but I'm not full heart in right now.
2: Yeah, Joey's not fully hard. And uh (laughs) and um Joe (laughs) uh, I can't even make it. Um anyway, uh anyway, um well no, it's understandable. I understand why you why you wouldn't be. Uh (laughs) all right. Oh Jesus Christ. What? No, listen, but no, I mean mean, it's true though. It it, it is true though. I mean, if this all hinges on one person, you, you can't No, no one can say whether Deshaun is going to return to Deshaun this year. All right. I mean, it's, 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 it's a hope right now. It's just, it's, it's hope. And you hope that he is. I mean, again, right now, yeah, it's, it's, it's tough to say. It's tough to say whether he's going to be that way, given how, given how last year went, his last six games went. So yeah, you go in with with a lot of hope and a lot of optimism, but you, I, I think you kind of, if you're a Browns fan, I think you kind of just need to be need to be cautiously optimistic because it's just it's not a given.
1: But listen, this is all. 100% this is, all, this, is all little, this, this is all a little. Bit this is this is a little bit cop out. It's a little. This is a little bit cop out too. It's it, it's all. It, I think we're all trying to like level out and like and kind of temper expectations. What's where's the fucking fun in that? Where's the fucking fun in that? The fun of being a sports fan, man, is is having the expectation. Because what's the worst fucking thing that could happen? Sorry, I'm I'm, I'm now I'm worked up about this. Do it, yeah. Get mad. Get mad. This isn't a goddamn relationship. This isn't my heart. I'm giving away to some woman that like I'm, I'm now she might break my heart. What are we talking about here? What are we talking about? This is sports. I, yeah. I, no, forget all that. Forget them all. Oh well, they. I've got my hopes up the last three years. I'm not doing it again. I'm fine. If They win six games this year. Guess what's gonna happen in my life? I'm gonna go to work and like hang out with my family, and my kids, and my friends, and we're gonna do this podcast. I it's, don't
2: know if that's true for it, you. It'll
1: give us it'll give us a lot of shit to talk about. Man, but no, I'm pumped, I'm ready. i this team, I'm so jacked up for this. I, the the moves that they have made, <laughs> the improvements that they have made don't,
3: don't worry chad i'll save in. this i'll save this clip don't worry
2: thank you yeah i was gonna say you're you're very much an in the moment type of guy Mike. yeah for sure <laughs> yeah, during the
1: season i am but like yeah again it, it's, it ain't that serious guys it ain't that serious what are we talking about like i'm not i don't want to get my heart away i don't want to get my hopes up for fucking what what what's gonna happen if, what if they win two games what are we gonna do Nothing. the world is gonna end mike yeah, okay yeah. the world is gonna end <laughs> listen you get your, you, you put your hearts on your sleeves. goddammit, it. And you give those sleeves to the Cleveland Browns.
2: Fine. Yeah. That's true. I'll tell you what, if Deshaun comes out and goes like 25 for 28, the first game for 355 yards, and five touchdowns, I'll tell you what,
1: right now, I will put my heart on my sleeve. Somebody's I mean, going to have a sticky substance around
2: his belt. You're goddamn right. He plays <laughs> for the Yankees. It's a, yeah. uh, okay. it'll Perhaps be because i i spilled like maple yeah. syrup from the pancakes no, 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 for he's,
1: he's trying to get a little extra break on the breaking ball he's trying to get yeah, exactly. he's trying to get those rotations up <laughs> yeah i don't know if that translates <laughs> man i'm just i it, it's such a it, it's a pivotal year guys I, I think this is why i think it's why it's exciting i think it's why it's nerve-wracking it's a pivotal year because if if they come out and fall fall flat on their face if Deshaun isn't Deshaun we're not talking we're 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 worried about are we gonna? We're talking Stefanski fired. Oh, so we either, you either, Andy, you, either, like you, either over, you
3: either. I don't know if Barry a Bowl, will get fired
2: though. I don't you know. If Barry a Super
3: Bowl worthy roster, and you have a quarterback that is forever ingrained into Cleveland sports history, or you leave the season being like, oh shit, we got four more years of Sean
1: Watson. I don't I, think there's much middle ground. There's no middle ground with it. That's it. That's it. Yeah. That's it. I'm excited, man. I'm excited. I think I, you know. Miles Garrett across from a guy that actually probably gives a shit out there is going to be nice. Oh, that's uh, cool. Yeah, Jadeveon I'm excited for that. Was not that this year. Uh, I just I'm I'm excited. I'm ready. I'm ready. And now we, you know, I'm I'm here ready. I'm ready and excited. And we just oh, like and people will
3: catch punts this year, I think.
1: Slow the fuck down on that talk, okay? <laughs>
2: Slow down. Sorry. Sorry, I'm a little jaded. Wait, wait, season. wait, wait, wait. How's Jakeem's Achilles? Yeah, I don't want to talk. About well, all right i guess we're fine all right go. we're good we're gonna be here anyways It's probably He'll not. Gonna be, be here we're
1: good uh all right uh so what else anything else going on in the world of the nfl that like matters over the last week because that was kind of it right mm. i mean otherwise we've got you we've see got
3: the, uh of- the the like um the practice videos of bryce young at the panthers practices oh and how little he looks <laughs> They're, that's all I mean, where it's just like, it's like when they let the make a wish kid practice with
1: the team. No, right no, yeah.
0: Oh, he's oh. so
3: tiny.
1: He's, he's, he's my like, height. He's that's, cute. He's so nerve-wracking. cute. That is nerve wracking. Yeah. uh I haven't really heard much. Like, I, you know, I've been on Twitter, I haven't really heard a ton of stuff. You know, this is that time of the year, though. This is why you can't like trust the teams and everything you hear, right? This is the time of the year where when you listen to the teams, man, all their rookies look amazing. Everybody's killing it out there. Everything looks great. You yeah. yeah, no. don't
2: know, shorts and helmets are just are the best. It,
1: it sounds That's to the me best like best
2: version of them as football players are shorts and helmets.
1: We've heard like we've heard that there's maybe some conditioning issues going on at Brown's rookie camp with some of, let's say, the larger guys that they drafted. We yeah, we've heard that there's been some barfing going on at uh, Brown's training camp with some of the guys that are having trouble getting through training camp, getting through the days. But again, these, these guys are coming off probably fucking partying the last three months since their college careers came to an end and they got drafted. They probably just been partying their asses off. Yeah. And yeah. so, yeah, this is the time to get back in shape. Uh, Serge wants to know if we have any thoughts on the offensive trip to Puerto Rico. no, Good for last year, too. Yeah, good for them. I'm glad that's fine. Get these guys on the same page. Like, the the more they're together, the better, right? So, like, that's cool. The more these guys are together, the better that is. But otherwise, I don't don't know. No team has ever won a Super Bowl, I don't think, because they went on a trip to Puerto Rico. So, I hope they're having fun.
3: Like, on the Saturday before game day, that'd be a little bit more of a red flag.
1: right johnny manzel's not on the tv anymore <laughs> he's, he's gone everybody he's a gone, main trip is okay though billy man billy janzel who's billy you, janzel
2: you get you, get it. You, you get it you
1: got it you know you know all right boys uh so yeah browns talk a lot of fun again having wally rainer on uh to talk about the uh just throw it back to the old browns love that uh and yeah, as, as the offseason goes on, we'll keep checking in with the Browns because I'm sure there's going to be more news. Again, I, I would not anticipate them being done with their roster by any stretch uh, as far as I still think, I still think there's spots where they need vet. Oh, the last thing, wait, we wanted to, I, there was one more thing. I knew there was one more thing with the Browns. I wanted to talk about my, my, my brain doesn't work apparently. Uh, so a report comes out, I think today, yesterday, today, that the Cleveland Browns are one of two teams that have shown the most interest in former Ohio State Buckeyes running back, former Dallas Cowboys great, Ezekiel Elliott. So here, this begs the question, boys. Again, right now, the running back room is Nick Chubb and Jerome Ford. And that's basically it. So how do we feel about this? How do we feel about the Browns taking a flyer on Ezekiel Elliott as Nick Chubb's backup, essentially? Chad, you got a visceral reaction going on here. Really?
2: Yeah, I just—I don't think he's the running back we need. I mean, we—it's—it's—it's. It's, it's, it, yeah, it's—it's it's not. Yeah, it's not the type of running in the Browns. Person.
1: Just keep talking. Keep talk. people what? listen to this too, Chad. Oh, they do. Oh, they're right. It's a podcast. Right. Uh,
2: yeah, he's just not the type (laughs) of running back we need. I mean, we already have Nick Chubb. I think they need more of a hybrid type of guy. I think they might need more of like a pass catching back. Uh, you know, a a third down guy, you know, it's, it's not, I, I don't think Zeke's the right. I mean, not to mention Zeke has just been on the decline ever since his what 16, 1700 yard season or something like that. Uh, yeah, he's just, he's, he's a guy that is you know, we talk about age guardrails all the time on the OBR here. And he's, he's a guy that is proving that to be right. He's, he's just on the downswing of a running backs career. So I just, yeah, no, no, thanks. I'm, I'm, I'm out. i i am am out. I love him. I love Zeke forever for what he did at the Buckeyes. But yeah, know, thanks.
3: Yeah. He's a, he's a big name, but I don't know what value he provides to that room.
2: That, you know, being said, like, if the, it, that being said, if the Browns do sign him, yeah, like let's go, fucking go, Zeke, <laughs> <Let's> <laughs> fucking go. Yeah. Nah,
1: you know where I'm at. Like,
2: uh,
1: I, the Browns got to bring in. A, uh, to me, they need to bring in some kind of veteran uh, uh, running back. Uh, I, I'm not. I, I know people. People. But have why got, though? People have got We have a veteran home. running back. Who? Nick Chubb. Yeah, and then who's behind him? Well, you don't. Jerome Ford, you don't, you don't know anything about Jerome Ford and all the best teams in football have a couple running backs that you can count on. And we don't know that we can, you know, people have worked themselves up over Jerome Ford And, and I hope it's true. I hope it's true, but nobody knows shit about Jerome Ford. Nobody knows how he can play in the NFL. Nobody knows. We didn't see any kind of sample size out of Jerome Ford that shows you that. Any you think Jerome Ford is on the same level as Boston Scott? No, no, not even close. Because he hasn't. Boston Scott has produced in the NFL. Yeah, <sighs> Jerome Ford's done nothing. Yeah, yeah. He, yeah, he's done nothing. So for me, the my, all I'm trying to say is this: if if the notification comes through tomorrow that the Browns sign Ezekiel Elliott, I'm not going to sit. You know, like we got these comments going, like I don't want Zeke. We don't like Zeke. I don't want. I, why? why? It's not, I I don't think you're bringing him in. Again, the goal would be that Zeke is truly the backup. The goal would be, and that's, I think, a thing that's driven us crazy about the way they've coached the running back position is you've had Nick Chubb, who's clearly the superior back on your team, but you've been giving way too many touches to other guys. So my hope would be, Chubb is your main guy. You're not giving nearly as many touches to a guy like Zeke. Just make Zeke the backup and see if he can come out and make something happen. Like if they brought him in on a one-year deal, I'm okay with that because he's also a guy that's, you know, yes, he's been on the decline and yes, in, in the NFL, when running backs go on the decline, it tends to hit that cliff and just fall right off. Right. That day is coming for Nick Chubb at some point. Right. But I mean, you take a flyer on a guy that, hey, if, if you don't have to have as many touches, if you don't have to play as many snaps as what you're used to, maybe you can come out here and give us something. I'm I'm okay with that. I'm no, you know, I don't, there's not one other running back available in the market that I'm like, oh, I definitively want that guy more than I want Ezekiel Elliott. There isn't. So bring him in on a short deal, pay him a little bit of money and yeah, see what happens.
2: I mean Jerome Bettis. I would take him.
1: uh, No, he he bleeds too easily when he gets punched in the mouth. Ah, shit. Never mind. I don't know. I just it's just not my. It's just I don't.
2: (laughs) It's not my thing.
1: Uh, No, (laughs) it's it's. I'm not gonna get worked up over it. It's we're talking about the backup running back. Bring a vet in. I don't care whether it's Zeke or whether it's ten other dudes that are available. But you gotta get somebody in here. If it's Zeke, cool. Let's make it happen.
2: Okay, uh, uh, all right. I mean, I I can't say that you're wrong because I have no idea what running backs are available right now. Would you rather uh, have Zeke or Kareem Hunt? Ah, uh, Kareem Hunt.
1: I find this on the web? Ooh, my watch has an opinion.
2: Oh, what does it say? What what, what, she, what, say?
1: what she say? Uh, she found something on the web about Zeke versus Kareem Hunt. I'll I'll read it to you guys later.
2: Oh, perfect. Um, yeah, <laughs> great, great. <laughs> yeah, no, I would rather have Kareem over Zeke. All right, I mean. So, I mean, Kareem, again, doesn't, no, I don't, I don't, Kareem doesn't really turn the ball over like Zeke does. <laughs> so, like, I, yeah, I would rather have Kareem Hunt. I don't. I, I don't necessarily know that I disagree with
1: you. I just, I, I, again, I, I want. I want Nick Chubb to be the clear, definitive number one. Like,
2: which he will be, I, I, no matter I, who he, they bring in, they but, will. He what
1: will I be. mean is, I want them to stop taking him out of the game when they're in the red zone. I oh, want. Yeah. Them to, I, yeah. I want Nick Chubb to be the guy that's out there all the time. You know, Eric Barr's got some, apparently Eric hates Kevin Stefanski. I completely disagree with him. Coach of the year and couldn't figure out a two-back system. I don't want a two-back system. We got people out here screaming to have Nick Chubb and, and and Kareem Hunt on the field at the same time. That's stupid. What are we doing? Put Nick Chubb on the field and then let the backup do his backup thing. We don't need a two-back system. We need a one-back system with a good, with a good uh, replacement, with a good
2: backup. That's what yeah. we need. Yeah, because I mean, running backs like anything are 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 rhythm guys. You know, the more carries that they get, the more rhythm that they get into. I mean, you, you can't you can't have a guy. Well, I, don't you know, com-
1: I don't want to go that direction. <laughs> yeah, if you give Nick Chubb the ball twenty times, you are going to win the game.
2: No, 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 no. I'm not talking about number of carries. I'm talking about a guy being out there again. I just getting it getting into a rhythm getting his confidence up because if you if you just keep alternating series that's going to take a guy out of out of his confidence it's kind of like i don't know kind of like a goalie who faces 40 shots and stops like you know 39 of them who's 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 on his game you can't like if if you know you know you talk about riding the hot hand all the time you know how many times did we see nick chubb right. You get five, six, seven yards of carry, and then get taken out for Kareem hunt. Another series. Dan
1: wise wants us to go with three backs and run the wing T let's go. Yeah. Let's run Sounds the veer. Let's yeah. go. I, it just doesn't, again, the, the two back system thing is weird to me. I don't want, I don't want that. I want one back. I want a one back system. That's it. Give me, give me my back and, 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 and work in the backup when the back needs a rest. That's, that's what I want. So yeah, I don't know. Uh, it just, I, again, coming back to it though, I, 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 do want them to sign a veteran running back. I think they should
2: do that. I'm I not, think they will. I mean, I'm they not, can't, they can't go into the season with just Chubb and Jerome Ford. No. So
1: they're, they're going to Dimitri Felton, who, you know, again, there's going to be a lot of these guys that are in real danger of not making this team like that. Yeah. Here we are like going into this season. There's going to be a lot of guys that have been around maybe the past couple of years that are in real danger of not making this team. So that'll be, that'll be real interesting to watch, yeah. but I would like to see them bring in another veteran. Uh, All right, boys, as normally happens here, guys, this show flies, Pat, Uh, like the the time goes absolutely wild. I don't know what the hell happens, but somebody hits fast forward when we start at nine o'clock and all of a sudden it's 1015. So uh, I just want to do a quick minute, like we'll just do a minute on three topics. So I don't want to go too crazy with this. I don't want to be going till 1045. (laughs) I just want to do like a a hot minute on three topics. All right, Joe, I'm gonna let you start with one. (laughs) I want to do a hot minute. You've seen them the most recent just, out of any of us. Sorry, oh, I just got. What are you? I just what? got
2: a. T- I just got a text from 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 my buddy. He said he said if all else fails, Zeke can play center. <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh, Zeke and Siaki, Ika. season on the line. Put him at yeah. center. <laughs> Zeke, Zeke and Apu Ika, which again I believe is what he prefers to be called, is Apu Ika. Uh, nice. Uh, they both wear the same size shirt. So, <laughs> yeah,
2: that's true. That's exciting. That's I love to show the midriff. Yeah, yeah. yeah. God, did
1: you, oh, oh. Anyways,
2: uh,
1: all right, we're going to switch to three other topics. We've been talking all Browns, all football, uh, but we're right in the middle of some other awesome stuff going on. So let's switch topics for the next 10 minutes or so uh, and just do a couple minutes on each of these things. Joe, you recently have seen our Cleveland Guardian, our beloved. Have. Our beloved Cleveland Guardians. You recently saw them win a game at Yankee Stadium. And then blow a game hard in Yankee stadium. Uh, is there anything to even talk about with this team at this point? Like Tanner Bibby. <laughs> what? No. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. He's Tanner so Bibby. good. He's, yeah, so, he's so
3: good. He is that guy that before the season started, we're like, man, he just knows somebody's going to go down with injury. They're going to call up somebody that is just going to be lights out. And it wasn't, uh, Battleship, what's the battleship guy's name? Battleships?
1: The Battleships?
3: <laughs> is that his name? Yeah. Uh, it wasn't um uh, Xavier Curry. Saviana Curry. Yeah, oh name. yeah, yeah. Xavier. Standard Curry. Bibby. That's the guy. That's that's gonna be your stud starter in the next, you know, two to five years. Um, he is absolutely phenomenal. He was lights out against the Yankees. Uh they blew the game after he left. Uh, James Karinchek is um uh he just doesn't have it this year doesn't have it this year No, nope. well, maybe uh, he loses his pants he didn't have it oh, last man. year either he didn't have it last I, year I, I was i was jarring with the yankees fans about that because they didn't notice it at first and i was like yeah and they, they started like chanting at him that he's painted his pants on
2: <laughs> he's what <laughs> then
3: he painted his pants on they're like,
2: oh. <laughs> <laughs> they're like there's children here. you can't paint your pants on yeah
1: uh, You're damn right you can. You're damn right you can.
3: Uh, he's a liability for the team, but um, you know it's 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 a, it's a pretty typical Terry Francona guardian season to this point. Um, I don't think there's anything too surprising there. You're in the worst division of baseball, so you have a chance at uh, you know staying towards the top, and that's what you need to do right now until we get all of our starting pitching back and healthy. Um, it's going to be it's one of those seasons where the bullpen's been been very good for the most part so they'll they'll be able to keep you in a lot of games but you really need that starting pitch to give you length to avoid uh situations where James Karacek is going to come in and and just throw up an absolute meatball to somebody um so yeah it's 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 similar situations with them right now but tanner Bibby's exciting and i'm excited for that
1: yeah uh the other thing to talk about with the guardians right now boys uh Oh, my favorite thing that happens every year with the guardians at this point is the Josh Naylor series. And he just had a Josh Naylor series. Same, same time every year. It's may eight, three straight games with a monster home run in the eighth inning or later to like put the guardians in position to win a game. The guardians blow one of those games uh, early against the angels, but they take two out of three against literally the biggest. I mean, like if you look up the word disappointment, in the goddamn dictionary you're gonna see just the team picture of the angels That's <laughs> so bad uh but man uh uh it, it, it's the i'm that motherfucker award of the week and it goes yeah. to josh yeah. naylor once a year and it we yeah. only give it to josh naylor it only goes to josh naylor we will not award it again this season unless he has an uh, another i'm that mm-hmm. motherfucker moment of the year but man Man. What a what a motherfucker he was against Are the Angels, sh- man. He was awesome.
2: Maybe that's something we should do. Like, maybe like, we could like send it over to the Browns and the Cavs. Maybe we should like, like add that, that into our repertoire,
1: huh? I mean, how many yeah. things of the week can we hand
2: out? What, I mean, three. Not of the week, maybe of like the month or something. I don't know. Okay, is, We'll work. We'll workshop it. We'll workshop it. Yeah. Okay,
1: well, you know what? We'll talk about it in the we'll 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 do some brainstorming. We'll throw some ideas out there. We'll, we'll do it in post. Happens. We'll do it. I will in say,
3: post. <laughs> watching the games this year or not watching them, like I'll get a notification that the game is starting, and I'll be like in the middle of like an errand or something. I'll get home and it would have been over like twenty minutes ago. Yeah, yeah. They're yeah. so quick now, which yep is good watching it. But if you don't like watch right at the beginning, like you're you're always halfway into a game. I feel like if you if you don't catch it right at start time.
1: Ah, uh, Mick the dog in the comments it wants uh, wants us to know that n- us not talking about Marquise Goodwin uh, bothers him. We're talking about the Guardians, Mick. What, <laughs> did he hit a home run? Did he? Is he a good no, Marquise I mean, Goodwin? Is not that motherfucker? I, I bet Marquise could steal some bases, no doubt. Oh, he could steal some 100%. bases. Hundred percent. I bet he 100%. could steal some bases.
2: Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I mean, he's another one of those guys that are going to be on the fringe. Sorry,
1: Orange. Serge wants to know why we're not talking about. <laughs> Robin Lopez. <laughs> that's so good uh, so good i right. mean side chill bob so uh a little quick a <laughs> little quick guardians minute but i think the one thing you said there joe that that i think we can leave with is uh, it's not been a fun season so far it's actually been a very boring guardian season it's hard to watch like right now yeah their offense has been historically bad just so bad the worst offense in major league baseball happens here in cleveland but they're still kind of hovering around that five hundred mark, and you know Terry Francona's team tend to hit one of those runs, and boom, there they yeah. go, and all of a sudden they're in first place. So, well, and we're thank
2: not, God they're in the Central.
1: Yeah, yeah, they're they're sure.
3: they are they're hunting, they're
1: around, and they're not out of it. So, yeah, we do but, that thing. Thank God they're in the Central, but you know the Twins are doing the same thing. The yeah. the, the 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 White, the White Sox, Sox are doing the same. Thing. The they're Tigers, doing the same thing. Thank <laughs> God we're in the Central, so we'll see what happens, but too early still to panic in my opinion but they do have to get some shit figured out they gotta get some shit figured out and some of these guys if they're not going to produce have to go some of these guys gotta go uh all right chad hey Mick the dog lmao you're talking baseball why uh it's garage beers mick this is what we do you're here every week you know this you know this mick come on uh Chad, Mark, would be fun to watch though i i want to have uh, uh two things i want to talk about i want to do a quick hockey minute with you okay uh, uh one you, we've got the stanley cup playoffs going on and yeah. two uh man the rumors are heating up around the it does start with the columbus blue jackets the rumors are absolutely on fire we got people tracking mike babcock flights on twitter <laughs>
2: Oh, we ooh, got people kind of tracking
1: Mike Babcock flights yeah. on Twitter. No, thank you. I mean, the rumors are Babcock very much in the running for the jackets job. Yeah. Uh, Peter Laviolette very much in the running for the jackets
2: job. I would much rather have him. If we're going to go one I would rather much go Laviolette. It looks like it's
1: going repeater in one way or the other, but like it, it sounds like the jackets aren't trying to waste any time grabbing their next head coach uh, again, as they fired uh, Brad Larson at the end of this past season. Uh, so Chad, just, just some thoughts, uh, some thoughts on what you're hearing as far as names that are involved and who should they be talking to that you haven't seen any rumors about?
2: I mean, uh, God, I can't, I'd have to look up his name, but the guys that I really would like them to take a look into is the Finnish national coach, uh, (laughs) Finnish national coach, because he's a guy that, you know, understands the game. He's, he's been in the NHL. He understands the, the way to deal with these uh, like newer, younger players. He knows how to coach. He's, he's, he's a guy that he's a guy that like the the system, isn't going to be as closed off as Tortorella's, uh, or, uh, and is not going to be as open as Larson. So he's a guy that's going to be kind of a nice middle of the road when it, when it comes to that. And I think he's a guy that really just kind of knows how to deal with, deal with guys. You know, if you're going to go retreads, You know, I, have only heard Laviolette and Mike Babcock. That's the only people I've heard of, but again, I would rather have Laviolette. I mean, he's a guy that, yeah, he's, he's kind of stuck in his ways and kind of old school, but he's not a guy that's going to, that, that the players are going to hate, right? John Tortorella just demanded, demanded uh, a standard. And this is what you're going to hit. And this is, this is, and if you don't meet it, then you're not going to play Mike Babcock's just a fucking dickhead to just every, every player and, and players end up hating him. Yeah. He gets money. Yeah. I mean, yes, he's, he's had some success in his league, but that's because it's not because he's a guy that, you know, it just demands excellence. And that's the, 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 end this of it. is excellence. This is the guy that, this is a guy that like kind of demands stuff out of you, but is also a fucking dickhead. <laughs> like, 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 I don't, I don't want that guy messing around with our young talent. Sure. I would rather have Peter Laviolette. So uh, what What? were you going to say? For, well, I'll let you finish.
3: No, no, no. Go ahead. Go ahead. I was going to say just from being a, a Preds fan as well and seeing Peter Laviolette firsthand, he's like the exact type of coach you want with the talent level that the Blue Jackets have right now, where they have decent talent, a decent core and like something that you can capitalize off of the first two or three years. Yeah. Year four or five incredibly quick drop off for his ability to engage the team <laughs> very quick but where the blue jackets are they're not starting from scratch they're not in a full strip it down full rebuild right. mode and i think that is the right coach to get you in a comfortable window for the short-term future yeah um, i don't think there is a long-term this is the this is the you know holy grail coach out there right now probably for the blue jackets but so so and Chad,
1: Chad likes Laviolette over Babcock with a shout out to, uh, Yuka yelling that's it that's Yuka in from Finland. Uh, so we'll see.
2: That's the uh, guy. That's a long-term solution. I believe that's, I really, that's a long-term solution real quick before we get to our three cheers
1: of the week. I want, uh, opinions on two things. Uh, Stanley cup playoffs. We're down to our final four. We've got uh, th- to me, this fucking sucks to me. I'm in Dallas and Vegas on one side and florida and carolina on the other side fucking gag me with that final four there's good play don't get me wrong good teams good players but like those four franchises get out of my face you must be shrooming right no why why is that a thing why is that a thing that people keep saying it's not funny you must be shrooming. Why do you keep saying that?
2: That Carolina and Florida series is going to be No, easy it's not
1: electric. No, no, no. You're you're getting my point wrong. It's just the franchises. You got four southern franchises fighting for hockey supremacy. And and, and listen, there's things to root for, right? None of these teams have won a title. Is the Vegas most the recent south? is Vegas yeah. really in the south. Yeah, Vegas is, I mean, it's Southern, it's a Southern city. Uh, It's not, in no, 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 no. It's not in the South, but it's (laughs) like, it's a hot, warm weather, climate, desert city. Uh, The cool thing about this final four is that the most recent Stanley cup that was won by any of these teams happened in 2004 by Carolina, Dallas won it in 99. Vegas has never won it, obviously being new and Florida has never won it. So right. obviously it's going to be a team that we haven't seen win in a while. That part's fun. But like, oh, for me, it's like, I like seeing like, I would prefer to have that like storyline of a Canadian team. in it. So I would prefer to have, yeah. I like having some of the old school teams in there. That's just what I like when I watch hockey. Anyways, here's, uh, here's what I want to know from you guys. Uh, projected winners of each of those series. And who's your Stanley cup champion at this point. Projected mm. winners. Got it. Pr- projected
3: projected i got uh i got florida in the east okay i think florida they 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 put together a very special run so far um and i don't think they're slowing down at all uh the west that's got to be a game seven that's got to go seven games um
1: i think i'm gonna take vegas all right, so you got Florida and Vegas in the Stanley Cup championship. Who, who are you picking? Florida. Ooh, look at Eric Barr in the comments. Eric, you've been saucy, man. You've been real saucy in our comments. That's amazing. We, love, we love you for it, but a former Hartford Whaler season ticket holder, so he hates Carolina. I get it. I get that. I That's get amazing. It. Yeah. You know, we had Ron Tugnut on this show, Eric. Yeah, yeah, Ron <laughs> Tugnut, buddy of ours. Terrible internet, though. Terrible internet. <laughs> Terrible. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Chad, what about you?
2: I'm gonna go Vegas in the West. Uh, they're just so strong, you know, down the middle and on the outside. They, they're just the talent is they're just so there. deep, so, so deep. deep. They are, but the you know the goaltending is the only question for for Vegas. The, Dallas has the better goaltender, um, and and in the East, man, God, that's so tough. I, I'm gonna take Carolina. Reluctantly, take Carolina in seven but Florida is not going to go down without a fight this Florida Panther team deserves to win the cup. You know, yeah. they, they fought for that last month just to even get in the playoffs and then to fight back from clawing their way back from being down three to one against the greatest regular season team of all time in the NHL, taking out the one seed and then take it. And then just essentially dominating the two seed in Toronto. Yeah. And, and they just, they deserve this cup, man, but I'm going to go Vegas and Carolina. And then I'm going to say, I'm going to say Carolina wins the cup.
1: I man like fucking Toronto wins their first round series and it's like they went out they all went out and celebrated shit oh. down their leg and got destroyed by Florida. They forgot oh. what they were
2: playing for. I'm really oh, it's in- going to be 2045 and Toronto finally gets out of the second round only to get swept in the conference finals. <laughs> I'm
1: really interested. I'm really interested to see how Car- uh, how Florida plays against Carolina. Carolina's been a team that's been really really good in this postseason as well. Uh, they have, it seems like the hurricanes have put everything together. Uh, they're playing their best hockey right now, yeah. uh, but Florida, man, just scratch. So scra- well, yeah. I, I mean, yeah. they clearly they're the last. they had, they had to wait until the last minute to just get into the playoffs. And now they're making a run. They're playing obviously their best hockey of the season. Yeah. I think, I think Carolina's too strong for Florida. Yeah. I, I, I know Florida has got the momentum. I know they're mm-hmm. they've kind of got that destiny vibe to them. Uh, and it wouldn't surprise me to see them continue it because right now they are as tough as any team in, in the, in the playoffs. Yeah. I'll take Carolina though. I think they're just a better team. I think they're a better, faster, stronger team than, than Florida. Uh, man, something about this Dallas team, something about this Dallas team. Like, again, we talked about it. We had, we had Dave Metzold on earlier. I said, I personally said, whoever, I thought whoever won that Dallas Minnesota game was really going to get propelled but uh, whoever won that series. Uh, because that was it was an emotional series it was that it was that two fan bases that don't like each other and you gotta when you're dallas you gotta go into minnesota to a city that hates you because you took their team from them there's like an emotional charge to that and it did it propelled dallas they won uh they beat a really good crack in another team that just made a great run in this postseason in seven games uh I'm going to take Dallas over Vegas. I think. I think right now. I think they just have that. Uh, I don't. I, I don't know that I'd call them the better team per se, but they are better at goalie. And right now, man, the the, the what they've had to do to get to where they are. I I just like them in this series. Uh, I'm going to take Dallas and Carolina, uh, but but give me Carolina for the cup right now. I think Carolina is the best team left in the playoffs.
2: Yeah, I can't. Yeah. I mean, I think Carolina is, but uh, yeah, I, I it would not surprise me in the least if Florida ends up taking that series. But I I, I got to go Carolina.
1: Yeah, tough. And sorry, Eric. Two of us picked Carolina. The Browns moved, and then the Ravens won the Super Bowl. The Whalers moved, and then the Hurricanes won the Stanley Cup.
2: Uh, yeah, that sucks. Uh, <laughs> to Pittsburgh. That, that's tough. still one of the best that's logos tough. ever. The Hartford Whaler logo.
1: And and if you fly into Hartford Airport, you can still buy Whalers gear all over the place. So <laughs> that's yeah. you got that going for you. All right, shifting gears to one more thing, and then we're getting out of here. Uh, so we are going to go to 1045, because fuck, we always do. Who gives uh, a shit? Who gives a shit? Uh, go to the other sport that's going on right now, the other Final Four that's going on right now. The NBA playoffs are down to their Final Four, conference championship time, the LA Lakers and the Denver Nuggets. That game is going on right now, and I think Denver is smoking the Lakers, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, it's 106-94 in the fourth quarter. So. Did
3: you see where he is? Still again. a game. had, like had like almost even odds for the Lakers and Nuggets series. Like anyone can win. And I, I think that's really funny. I think the Lakers are getting smoked.
1: This I wouldn't, this I, wouldn't be, I think it's a sweep. I, no chance. No fucking chance. I wouldn't call it even odds, but I'd say like maybe 55, 45
2: <laughs> guys. I, I think Jokic is playing the perfect game. By the way, he's got 31 points, 19 boards, and 12 assists. It's <laughs> insane, and two blocks. <laughs> <Ooh>. <laughs> like, yeah, listen,
1: uh, I disagree with you, Joe. I think if I were putting odds on it, I'd say 55-45 Nuggets. But you're still talking about a Lakers. You're talking about a Lakers team that is that ran through the Grizzlies, that then ran through the Warriors, uh, and you're talking about ran a nugget- through. Two incredibly subpar teams in the second half of the season. What do you mean incredibly subpar teams? You're wrong on all I all think accounts. There. Yeah, and, I, you're, I and think you're talking about and you're talking about a Nuggets team that that perennially fails in the playoffs. That Doesn't mean anything. Perennial. It's a sweep. It doesn't mean anything. It's, it's a sweep. Not a swe- you're not sweeping LeBron James out of the playoffs. Sweeping no, LeBron I'm James. It's not, not the first time it's happened. Not. No, you're not. Anyways, I, I'll get your takes on it. So you got the Lakers and the Nuggets in the West. You got the Miami Heat and the Boston Celtics in the East. Those are your final four in the NBA. So, all right, Joe, you got Mr. Mr. Opinions on the NBA all of a sudden. Go on. Yeah, just pop out of every once in a while, you know.
3: <laughs> I do my homework sometimes. Uh, no, I just don't think it's a great Lakers team. I think that they're old and they're slow. Uh, I don't think that they can put together a full series. And I don't know if they have enough in the tank to pull out a single win against the Never Nuggets. Okay.
1: So you got the Nuggets. What about the Boston and uh and Miami? Uh that's a good series.
3: Cause you got you got Bubble Jimmy Butler going on right now. Um, yeah, right. Right. <laughs> Uh, I think Boston is is too solid of a team, though. I I, I think that they're going to win that series. I don't know how many games, per se, but uh,
1: I think they'll come out on top. All right, so you've got Boston and Denver in the finals. Who do you got winning? Boston. Boston over Denver in the finals. All right, Chad, go on. Yeah. Go uh, I'm
2: going to take Denver man. in the West, uh, just because I think they just... It, it, they've been the best team all year and they haven't really slowed down even in the, in the, in the playoffs. I think they've got, um, you know, I think Jokic is just, it, it, this is the year Jokic. I mean, I know he's the reigning M you know, one of the, you no, well, MVP he, this year and was the MVP. Well, no, but he's the reigning MVP. Yeah. He's the reigning MVP. Life, yeah. And he's, I mean, I think he's elevated even beyond that now. I, uh, you know, uh, he, I think he's his, kind of
1: pissed that he didn't get the MVP again. Yeah. That's so, what he's I mean,
2: playing like tonight. I think the Nuggets take the series in the West and I'm just going to take the heat strictly because I refuse to root for Boston or say Boston is going to win any series because I fucking hate that fan base so much. Uh, I'm going to take the heat and the heat. Again, they've got the best coach in the playoffs. Jimmy Butler is, is, is just a dog, man. He's just a dog. Like you said, like Joey said, you've got bubble Jimmy Butler going on. And he's just, I I think he's just going to will that team to a win over Boston. And, you know, and they have Eric Spolestra. (laughs) spolestra <laughs> you're so stupid i know i know it's spolstra but ever since i said spolestra like i was thinking about it today i was thinking about it today and i'm is like that, well, is uh, that a
1: coffee sweetener yeah, no i no. use, use spolestra no
3: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it sounds like yeah. a it sounds like a ad you see at side like effect. 10
1: a.m on
2: <laughs> side effects to taking spolestra are uh, kidney failure if you,
1: if you have an erection that lasts for more than four hours on spolestra <laughs> yeah. please yeah. consult your physician so
2: i'm gonna take the heat and the nuggets and i think the nuggets take uh, uh win the series win the championship
1: yeah. Uh, so I'm going to take the nuggets. I'm going to take them in seven. Uh, I think this Lakers here is going to be good. Uh, this, this game is not over. I mean, Jokic is playing like a perfect game. It's 108, 100 with 10 minutes to go in the game, right? Like, so Lakers are still right in this game and it's still LeBron James. I, like, I don't care what you guys say. Like it it's LeBron it's Anthony Davis. It's, it, it's a Lakers team that has beaten two teams that were supposed to beat them. And they came out on top. Uh, and it's a Lakers team that to me has shown an incredible will and emotion, right? Like that Memphis team, it's what got them in trouble. They thought they were going to get under the Lakers skin and the Lakers just were like, you're not getting under our skin. And then they just dominated them. Like they just dumped Like the, the Memphis thought they were going to get up under the Lakers skin and they couldn't do it. Uh, in the end, I think Denver has been so close so many times that I think they're going to be able to pull away with this one. I think they've learned their lesson, uh, so to say. And so give me Denver, give me Boston. I think Boston, I, I love I love the idea of playoff Jimmy Butler. I love the idea of Bam Adebayo, man. So there are times where Bam Adebayo is the best guy on the court, no matter who's playing out there. Uh, but man, Boston, the way Boston's playing, the, the, the brand of basketball that Boston is playing right now is incredible. I mean, they're playing incredible basketball right now. Uh, and they've had to fight to get where they're at. Uh, so give me Boston over Miami. I think Boston just tougher, bigger, stronger. Uh, that defense, man. Boston's defense is nothing to be messed with. Uh, so give me Boston and Denver. And and I'm going to root. I, I I'm going to give my rooting effort to Denver. I would love to see a team that has never won a title before win a title. And the Denver Nuggets have been around for a long time, and they've never won an NBA title. I'd love to see them be able to put the little gold chip on the back of their jersey uh and walk away with the championship so give me denver boom that's that boom. all right let's get out of here boys last thing we're gonna do before we get out of here is our three cheers of the week uh so we've talked about assholes we've talked about uh we've talked about football basketball hockey base uh baseball the guardians shane bieber got blown up by the wet the white sox tonight that's great they lost in chicago yay uh <clears throat> Let's talk about our three cheers of the week, though. Something as opposed to our asshole of the week that somebody deserved to, be, to get called out for being an asshole. How about somebody that deserves to be called out for something positive? Uh, so I don't know. Either one of you guys take it away. Who's your cheer of the week?
2: I'm going to start uh, actually with a secondary asshole, to be honest with you. Wow. Because uh, like talking about the NBA just made me think of something. Uh, what the Joel Embiid, what the fuck are you doing? By the way, talking about oh, I, I can't win alone. James and I can't win alone. You didn't show up in game seven, so For what sure. are you talking about, jo- Joel Embiid? Sh- shut up, shut your mouth. Uh, but my cheers goes to uh, Jose Ramirez and his family. Yeah. Uh, so you know, sorry to hear about your grandmother. Uh, you know, love and well wishes to you, man. So cheers to you, uh, uh, J Ram.
1: Love that. A little love to J Ram, hometown boy. Uh, Joe, what about you? Cheer of the week.
3: Choosing to my softball team! First time past second base, we won a losers bracket tournament yesterday. Very fun.
1: Is that your team name? Is first time past second base? Yeah. And oh, you, and you won the lo- and you won the losers bracket. <laughs> you won a losers bracket last night. <laughs> it was great. <laughs> That's the lamest thing I've ever heard. You guys. Yeah, suck. we
3: walked off against the free agent team, and then uh, we smashed the team after it. It's great.
1: Hey, congratulations, Joe. Thanks. Thanks. I hope you got solidly drunk to celebrate.
3: The, oh, we did. And it, we're the best losers, so it's
1: all that matters. I'm so proud of you. So I've never been more proud. Thanks. Uh, oh, all right. So then I'm going to do a group of humans. Uh, but, man, to, to to all the women, all the mothers, uh, anybody that's had children, man, Mother's Day uh, was this last Sunday. So shout out to all you guys. So, so to my wife. So
3: heartfelt.
1: Nah, No, I mean it. Uh, uh, to my wife uh, The best mom on the planet uh, uh, No, in a, uh in My wife in, in a tie It's alright I'm sure she's in a tie With a lot of your wives <laughs> Or moms or whatever uh, To my wife all, To my all mom All Chad's
2: um, wives Joe uh, Polygamist Over here Yeah right Oh Mike no, oh, can't no. Hear you. no Can't hear you Yeah Yeah I'll have a Heli Donut I can tell what you're, like, trying to say. You muted yourself now. Yeah, now you're muted yourself. Can you hear me now? There you go. Sorry, I bumped my microphone and now it's How dare you? Uh, To all the
1: moms. Uh, My wife, my mom, Joey, your mom, which is my Uh, mother-in-law. All the moms, all the grandmas, uh, everybody out there, man. Uh, Happy Mother's Day. Uh, Love celebrating the moms. Love doing all that stuff. And shout out to my wife. Came up with a great idea and and so here's here's a little recommendation for all you yin's guys uh i don't know if you know this but if you're like a young family it's very hard for us to celebrate my wife on mother's day because we're also celebrating her mom on mother's day and we're celebrating her grandmother on mother's day and we're celebrating my mom on mother's day and so like we got to get up and be running around all these other places right and it's kind of hard to, like, focus on my wife because we got this other stuff going on, right? So here's what we've decided to do in my family. Shout out to my wife for the idea. It's her idea. We're going to celebrate all the other moms in our lives on Mother's Day. And then next Sunday, we're doing a Mother's Day just for my wife. So, like, hmm. we, we didn't do anything for my wife. I, she didn't open a card. Well, yeah, I gave her a card. She got a card on Mother's Day. But otherwise... We didn't do anything. We went and saw moms, grandmas, all the other moms in our lives on Mother's Day. And then next Sunday when nobody's doing jack shit, uh, my wife's going to have a nice Mother's Day. And that's when we're going to celebrate her. So if you guys, if you struggle with that, if you struggle with how do I show a proper appreciation when we're trying to do all this other stuff, maybe it's a good idea. Maybe it's something you pitch. Let's do your Mother's Day next weekend. And you can just have the day. That's what we're going to do. So, anyways, shout out to all the moms out there. We love you. Uh, to, to all the moms that have passed, uh, all the grandmas that have passed, we love you. We miss you. Uh, and uh, happy Happy Mother's Day to all the moms out there. Love that one.
2: Adorbs. Adorbs. Totes adorbs.
1: All right, we're getting out of here. Listen, we got our thank yous to do, and then we're leaving. First, thank you. Uh, as always, our first thank you goes out to the OBR, our our, our home network here. Uh, The OBR giving you the best Browns coverage that you can find out there. Plus you get to hang out with us on Tuesday nights and talk about all this other stuff that we like to talk about, even if you don't like to listen to it. Uh, That was specifically for you, Mick, when we were talking about hockey. Uh, So shout out to you guys or shout out to the OBR for being our host. Again, the OBR, all the best Browns coverage. Make sure you're following the website. Make sure you are tuned into the streaming network. All the best stuff going on, on the OBR Second thank you goes out to our special guest tonight, Wally Rayner, man. What a great time talking to Wally about his time with the Browns, his time coming up through college, his kids, all that stuff. Wally Rayner, so good to catch up with a member of that 99 Browns team. Just talk about that a little bit. Huge thank you to him. Go follow him online at Wally Rayner on Twitter, and go check out his website as well. And as always, our last thank you goes out to you. Everybody that joined us live here tonight, Joined us in the comments, you guys were hopping tonight. We love you for that. For those of you that weren't able to join us live tonight, but you are watching us on demand or joining us uh via our podcast, any any major podcast host site. Thank you for supporting us. Thank you for joining us. We appreciate you. We love you, and uh, we look forward to doing this for you every week. So that's going to do it for episode one sixty five for Joey in Nashville, Tennessee at Garage Beers. Joe for Chad on the east side of Cleveland at Garage Beers. Chad, I am Michael Keith. From my own house for once at Garage Beers, Mike, go follow the show at The Garage Beers on all the socials. We got a lot of great stuff coming up. So just join it. Make sure you are tuned in with us every single Tuesday night. Uh, And uh, until next week for episode 166, we'll see you then. Cheers, everybody.